Listen up, Gotham. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Ooh. Hi, Puns, it's me, Harley Quinn. This is Batman. This is Robin. Tune into the Bat Fanatic Podcast. The Bat Fanatic Podcast. The Bat Fanatic Podcast. The Bat Fanatic Podcast with Sammy Warmhands. With Sammy Warmhands. The Bat Fanatic Podcast. Bat Fanatic Podcast. Although, Sam, you might think about changing the name. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the Bat Fanatic Podcast. As always, I'll be joined by my good friends and co-hosts, Ben and Evan. I'd like to shout out our Season 3 sponsor, TNK Comics and Collectibles. You can follow on Instagram for claim sales at the Nando Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, or on shortboxed.com slash TNK Comics. Now, we are following Lego Batman with another ridiculous and funny property that you may or may not recognize. And we've got a special treat at the very end of the episode, a bonus mini review that kind of mirrors the true life of off-screen Adam West. This is Batman the Movie. Immediately after this, I'm going to see Metallica in the movie theater a second time. Some kind of monster? great. No, not that one. A Fathom event? <laughs> Similar to that. A lot of bands have done it over the years, but I like when a band will live stream one of their shows in the theater. They're playing like 34 songs over two nights. Huh. I went on Friday, and I'm going to go tonight. Because I bought tickets for the tour, but they're not going to be here till next August. So, Is it here or the Gateway one? I only go to Gateway Cinemark. Plus, you can kick That's your feet up. I went to see uh, The Batman at like an early IMAX screening at Regal. It was the only place to see it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I cannot believe people still sit in these little ass seats. <laughs> like, this is some old fashioned shit. Especially if you have a large person on either side. I mean, I'm not even like that large, but my arms are wide enough where I'm like, I have to yeah. do this weird thing where I kind of lean forward and hold my arms. And then, well, even if I'm <laughs> in, this, like, even if I'm so in one of the recliners, like at Cinemark the other day, Booked it out perfectly. Like, okay, there's a buffer here. There's only seats at the very end. No one sits over there, right? Family of five walks in late, sits right next to me. I'm like, God damn it. So I'm next to all these kids. And the kid's like taking off his shoes and socks and he's wiggling all around. And he's, he's like sprawled off of his <laughs> recliner onto mine. I'm like, good God, man. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> hey, idiot. Control your children. I am the guy to yell at people in the theater for sure. I had one of my just like... I remember it with such satisfaction and fondness of <laughs> walking in to like a full movie theater and it's when they're assigned seats. So we walk in yeah, and there's like a family sitting in our seats mm-hmm. and just standing there. I think these are our seats. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just standing there. Just the, waiting for you to get the fuck out of my seat. That only happened to asshole. me once and he moved somewhere else. It happened to him again. And I'm wondering... Did he just sneak in? <laughs> or, like found or he just got bad seats. He's like, oh, so whatever I want. Yeah. It's totally. my world. Sorry, dude. It's not the 90s anymore. Also, I hate you. <laughs> but I mean, I bite my tongue a lot, but I'll be sitting there like, oh, you motherfucker, you better shut the... I swear to God, one more scene. If you talk to one more fucking scene, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll be like right next to someone just like, death glare. Hi. Hi. You always have to balance out like, do you... Like make it worse for everyone. Me? Oh, whatever. <laughs> you know, we're not here for very long anyway. Do you make it worse for everyone in exchange for calling them out? And usually I err on the side of not doing it, but sometimes I'm just like, 
Hey. Yeah. Really? Really is a good one because it's not like. Are you, how stupid are you? It's not like. You shut, this was okay? It's yeah. not like shut the fuck up or something like that. It's just like think. Yo, mirror. Mm. Look in it. But then at that point, even if you say that, everyone's like, why is that guy interrupting our movie by shouting yeah, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't like him. Why did you say really to that scene? I thought that scene was great. <laughs> I hate having. There's pros and cons, but I've been on a Monday through Friday schedule. <laughs> Monday through Friday for... schedule on this monkey fighting plane. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> for uh, a while now. One of the only things I like to do outside of this house is go to movies. And it really sucks that I don't get to go on like a fucking Tuesday afternoon again when no one's fucking there. Mm. You know, I only wind up going on the weekends nowadays and it fucking blows. There's always the annoying rowdy people or the kids. You brought your kids to The Exorcist? You know, or like wh yeah. whatever it is. It's just like... I never thought I would encounter a minor child in this scenario. In this day and age, there's no reason why you, even you person who for some terrible reason has three children, <laughs> can't afford a 55-inch TV. You can get one brand new at Walmart. <laughs> Watch movies at home. Because that's always the, the answer. Is like, you don't know what it's like to have kids. You can't go out. Babysitters are expensive. You got to take them with you to this adult sexual thriller. It's very important. <laughs> My wife and I don't get any time for this. It's... Yeah, you know, we just really wanted to see Basic Instinct. <laughs> and uh, kids have got to learn about anatomy somewhere. <laughs> May as well be Sharon Stone. Wow. Here we are. It is episode 66. So whoa, naturally, whoa, whoa. we decided to do Batman 89 again. Oh, okay, you did this. Oh, yeah. Episode 66 <laughs> yeah, yeah. of what? Where am I? The Butt Fanatic Podcast. You guys realize I pre tape the intros, right? But I want some kind of introduction too. So you planned this? You did this? On episode 66 on purpose? Yes. Oh, my God. I felt like we didn't have a choice. You're the smartest man in the world. <laughs> Why, thank you. We're if we were ever going to do it. it back regularly. <laughs> You're the smartest. You're the Anytime smartest. Anytime I feel down. I'm going to listen to that at night on repeat. Yeah, just when I go to bed You're even. the smartest man in the world. You know. I love you. People listen to affirmation tapes, right? It helps when it's someone that you know. Yeah. Lisa needs braces. You're the <laughs> smartest man I know. Lisa needs braces. That old plan. <laughs> You know, for a smart guy, you really are a dumbass. All right, so this is Batman the Movie, 1966, directed by Leslie M. Martinson, written by Lorenzo Semple Jr., starring Adam West, Burt Ward, Lee Merriweather, not Julie Newmar, who played her on the show at the time. And Eartha Kitt at some point, too. Later yeah. seasons, okay. yes. Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, Frank Gorshin, Alan Napier, and Neil Hamilton. Now, this is amusing to me. Composed by Nelson Riddle. Who's an amazing, Perfect. legendary arranger and just like works with some of the greatest artists of all times. When I saw that on there, I was and like, oh, this. that's amazing. Yeah, and this. I didn't know that. But that gave, that gave me an idea of immediately at the beginning of the movie, in addition to the Batman walks out into a spotlight and then casually shrugs and walks, that combined with Nelson Riddle doing the music, I'm like, okay, now I know what level this movie is at, yeah. how much money they spent on it, like... It seems like a, a big deal to have him do the music to your movie. Was it just for the movie or was it for the show in general? I'm not sure. The Batman theme? From theme, this yeah. Part of me was hoping that one of you would get confused and just be like, okay, I've watched like five episodes of this show. How many am I supposed to, how many are we reviewing? Episode 66, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Catwoman thing is interesting, the recasting, because there's interesting accounts of this movie in the timeline because 
it came out while the show was on the air. That's what I didn't realize. Hit, I right? thought this was like the show but, ended and then a year later this came out. Yeah, me too. But no, it came out while the show was on the air, but it was actually supposed to come out first and then the show was supposed to follow as like a spinoff, like, oh, you've seen the, the big movie and now you get to watch it every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was very interesting reading that and like the timeline of Julie Newmar had another obligation already and so she couldn't do this film, but she was signed on to do the show, and so they got somebody else to do the movie. Numar's other project ended up not getting made, so she could have done it in the first. Like, it's just it's so fucking weird. But was it actually filmed before the show started filming, and then they just didn't release it before? I don't know about the filming dates. I just know it was their intention, I guess, to do it the opposite uh-huh. and have the film come first. Funny. I thought that was kind of neat because I looked it up. Nelson Riddle did do the music of the show, also. But, okay, cool. Well, he didn't write the theme song. He just did the music for the show. Oh, okay. So a man okay. named Neil Heftry, or I already put my phone away. I don't know how to say it, but Heftry or Neil Heftry. Got it. Did the theme song. Heifer from Rocco's Modern That's Life. what I'm picturing <laughs> as I'm saying that. Did he write the theme song. He <laughs> I was just thinking in the sense of, I mean, because we take it for granted now, like all the weird media landscape of like television and movies, and television's better than movies now anyway, even though the theater experience is better. But like what that would have been like in the 60s as a kid to like watch Batman on TV and then go to the theaters and see it. Oh, yeah. I bet it was awesome. It looks good even watching it now. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing is I was watching the special features documentary about it. The big selling point of the show was that it was in color. Uh That's part of the reason that Mm. the intro was the animated thing that was so bright and colorful. The costumes are so bright and colorful and all this shit is because this was the beginning of color television and mm. so a <laughs> lot of people didn't have them yet they watch the TV show in black and white they go to the movie theater and bam everything's in <laughs> their heads explode it's, it's, <laughs> it's huge and it's in color right and so I think the experience must have just been wild at the yeah. time and we were alive for the the 89 bat mania well I saw this in theaters when I was a child but yeah of course yeah yeah Ben's a little older than the rest he's of past us. and future Ben um, but <laughs> I mean, it was incomparable, the level of hype and marketing around Batman 89. We've talked about that before. But it's kind of crazy that for this character, it happened multiple times because it was mm. massive for this show. When mm. you think about, what are the three networks? Uh, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. And this is like the biggest show or one of the biggest shows at the time. I mean, that's fucking huge. The viewership to that versus like the biggest Netflix show is going to be you know, monumentally more. Yeah, this is when people said, like, I'm going to watch television. They meant, like, this. Yeah. It's not like, oh, what are you watching tonight? It's like, oh, I'm, I turned on the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm I can't this. come over because at 6.30, yeah. Batman's <laughs> on. Or there's, like, so little going on or so few options that this is what you tune to. Like, people listening to the radio in the past, like, this is a big deal. Everybody is gathering yeah. around the radio. I thought about that with, it was different with the villains, and maybe a little different with that, it must, but I thought about like Burt Ward. Like, what's that like when you're like a young actor and you're in this, especially for this era, massively successful phenomenon. known thing, mm. but like you especially maybe don't have the chops to deliver this kind of ridiculous material. Mm. And so for the rest of your life, you're Robin from known that show. That. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Known for the first thing you ever did. Which a huge portion of the population saw. They'll always oh, remember yeah. you for that. Yeah. I remember getting really upset when MCA died and everyone was like showing their respect with fucking, they talk about License to Ill. 
everyone was talking about License to Ill. I'm uh-huh. like, I mean, I know the cultural significance of that album. I really, really do. First number one rap album. Big deal. And I don't mean that facetiously. It's big not, deal. Big deal. Yeah, guys. No, no, I make number but, one rap albums all the time. But like, yes. it's fucking massive in the history of hip hop culture. But it really got me of like, these guys had one of the most storied and unique evolutions to their career and their body of work. Commercial failures that become cult classics, uh-huh. you know, in the genre. And then to completely reinvent their sound a third time and get cultural success again and mainstream popularity and like all these things that they went through. But like everyone just knew him as that drunk kid on TV when he was like a Buddhist monk, completely different person. And so, and not just like recently, but like a Buddhist monk since like 1994. Mm. Mm. But everyone's like, oh yeah, in 1987. He's like a party, hell yeah. Yeah, he spit the beer with the camera, that guy. And so you're absolutely right that they definitely have this association forever. And it makes a little more sense with Adam West, but like with Burt Ward, I think of like he's Robin and then he's a 40 or 50 year old man guest starring on TV shows as Burt Ward who played Robin in the 60s. What I was surprised at is that- He probably did a lot of theater. Cesar Romero was old by this time. He'd already done him. He was in his 50s. Well, I think of that with the the villains in general because I mean, spoiler, I think the villains- stole this movie like they all chewed the scenery the perfect level the physical aspect of their performance they just like really nailed it and i think about that in the same way we think about the villains and like the jack nicholson or those guys like they they brought people who are already capable of hitting the material with the right tone and the right energy versus again like a teenager here's your big break sure you're gonna say holy wow wow batman uh-huh. like but also you know he was like 30 but War was 30 <laughs> i don't know just i mean there were man. there were not I don't think it was until the last 10 years that people had actually cast teenagers for teenager uh-huh. roles, you know. Maybe and, in his 20s, but... Like, st- yeah. I rewatched the American Pie movies recently. The high school students. is like, oh yeah, I'm 28. Cool. Yeah. The best one is Joe Manganiello in Spider-Man. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit! I didn't know he was in this. Or Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so as you mentioned, opens with this cool James Bond title sequence... And then we get a montage of Bruce and Dick at Wayne Manor and then suiting up, hopping in the Batcopter and passing by all these supporters on the ground from bikini girls partying to cops tipping their hats and then the older couple picnicking in the park. Gives you that good feeling when you see them up there. You know that feeling you get? Yeah, they're going out there to do their job. I think Ben's getting a different feeling than we are. (laughs) No, there was like a real uh, underlying like... America boner through this yeah. whole yeah, through sure. this whole movie, and that was Jack Lalanne on the rooftop. So Jack Lalanne was a famous fitness guy, oh, and he, he was funny. all like, you know, doing like push-ups where you put your arms and legs out and like lift your body by your fingertips. He like pulled a tugboat, swam across the river, holding it in his teeth or something like that. But there's just a shot of him on the roof with the bikini models. That's <laughs> the, cameo. Like they just yeah, that's great. Jack, you want to be in this movie? Now, my first thought after the opening credits with. A lot of shadows and light, the, the spotlight chasing them and all this kind of stuff. Everything from here on in is broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every no, single no, shot yeah. is broad daylight. Sunny days, clear yeah, skies. This is like Gotham City, California, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yes. Uh, it's not this in the is Midwest. Gotham City, it's full on West Coast. Warner Brothers lot. Originally yeah. a Spanish colony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And here already is the famous shark repellent scene. Batman tries to lower himself from the Batcopter onto a yacht below. He winds up attacked by a shark. Robin descends the ladder to uh, hand him the shark spray. And we never see them accomplish anything here, only get rewarded for it immediately after. They spray the shark and the, and the just kind of hard cuts to them in like a press conference kind of ceremony. Why did that shark well, blow and it, up? And it Metals. blows up, yeah. 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 Oh, that poor creature must have ate a mine. I, 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 until they told me what was going on, the boat disappears and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, and then the, sh- and, well, and when the shark even gets on him in the first place, like, yay! Uh, and then when it blows up, I was like, what the fuck again? Yeah. And uh, I guess I should I mean, ask, when's the last time either of you guys saw this movie or have you seen this I movie? saw this as a uh, child. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. There's two Though things I, didn't grow I remember up watching from this the movie. Show, well, well I'll they, say but... them when we get there, but because okay. there's only two, like, two visual things that stuck with me. Okay, yeah. I hadn't seen... I watched the 60s stuff a bit when I was little, but, you know, when Burton movies were coming out and then the animated series, like, eventually kind of uh, just wasn't be, really on you my You became radar. a grimdark person. Yes. So then you only yes. want to consume grimdark media. I just don't have formative memories of it, mm-hmm. you know, aside from, you know, watching it on TV a little bit. Well, I was excited because after all those years of only being able to watch it in black and white, at you home can finally on the see it in TV. color. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but I did buy this movie. A while back, came across a cheap copy on Blu-ray thinking like, oh, eventually we'll get to this on the show. But I did watch it at the time. And so I've seen it once as an adult, maybe last year or something With like probably that. I would venture the wrong mindset. Just because it's me? <laughs> yes. Is what you mean? Yeah, you're, were you being a hater or were you having fun? It was one of those nights I'm like, I don't know what to watch. I'm like, you know, I never opened this one. I'll, I'll pop that in there. And uh, yeah, I wasn't happy. You're right. <laughs> You're 100% uh, are you, are right. It was the commentary on like justice and vengeance and split personalities. It was and, the psychology uh, of this character. Yeah. Childhood trauma. Yeah, there's zero indication of trauma here. Other than the way he dresses and acts. If we were to do the trifecta, you know, he, this Batman yeah. is quite a detective. Though, yeah. you know. That's his main thing. Are you going to get it on 4K now that you're updating your collection? Oh, uh, it doesn't exist. <sighs> Like the only things I've bought on Blu-ray are things that don't exist on 4K because I, I skipped that whole generation. Mm. So I'm going like straight from DVD to whatever the highest quality is now. Your player should upconvert too, though. Yeah, It'd make yeah, Blu-rays it look better. Yeah, it upscales it. See how I corrected you subtly? Yeah. <laughs> Dick move. Robin's uh, descending on the bat ladder. Yeah. And, and at first I thought, like, who's he's, flying? Yeah, uh, he's <laughs> the really, computer, he's really shaky for a trapeze artist. That's true. <laughs> and uh, but then he gets down to the bottom, and he doesn't just like reach down, and he backwards bends. Like, oh yeah, that sweet little move. I actually okay, thought that was a weird good. cut too. Uh, I just remember at the time, like the position he's in. Then when they cut to the close-up shot lower on the ladder, he was in a totally different position as he's mm. handing it to him. I also felt like there were some really cool shots already. However, they're capturing the helicopter. I don't know how you're pulling this stuff off already. It's very creative, especially for its time. Yeah, general, you just have this cool stuff where like the boat's down on the surface of the water, and then you're kind of seeing the helicopter from like a three-quarter from the back, and it all looks super cool to me. I mean, I've been watching some 70s movies in the past week or two, and I'll say that this being several years earlier has actually got a lot more... I guess production value, just in the terms of but like artistic style and the cuts, skill. 
the cuts don't feel as clunky, you know, where it'll go from like quiet dialogue scene to loud party. You know, like what the fuck was that? Well, man? even the cut from the exploding shark to the press conference was a hard, fast cut, but it still felt great. And I love it because we didn't like sit and look at the water for a minute like you would in a modern movie, yeah. like transparent fade to the next scene. It's uh, just like hard cut press conference. Sure, but it, yeah, it seemed deliberate. Whereas like sometimes it just seems like when I'm watching movies from that era that it'd be like, well, the scene ends and then we're, we're somewhere mm. else now. And uh-huh. it just, it, there's no transition at all. And additionally, I, I know people complain about like film grain and stuff like that, which doesn't bother me for older movies because that's kind of the aesthetic that's the of way. the time, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, this looks really clean. And yeah. I granted a lot of it's fucking broad daylight, so you can do Imagine that. if this movie was like in dark alleys at night. Yeah, it would probably look mm. terrible. Yeah. But... Unless it was shot like an actual noir movie, then it could have been good. But sure, that's sure. Whatever. But I mean, I just mean to say that for as silly and whatever as it is to a modern eye, these guys are doing a really good job. To me, in the film itself, just looks like what people try to replicate now by applying like style or filter or like post to sure. something. You know, like it looks so good that it looks like now-ish if you were also putting like a warm tone treatment on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think about it when you look at just from a style perspective of like, if people are going to talk about the hero movies and the Marvel movies of the past 15 years, it's like, oh yeah, you know, they have to have these kind of quippy jokes every few minutes regardless of how dangerous the situation is or what the Mm -hmm. stakes are like that. How sad this deathbed scene is. Now you you get a... Of wisecrack about. Guess he won't be late to the next yeah. party. <laughs> oh, Thor. Where this is that in that same way of like this has that kind of wacky '60s feel, but like as a genuine strength of the movie. Yeah, the whole time I couldn't get it out of my head, and I was tripping out on the thought that like, are they just doing what they're doing, and I just think it's hilarious, or are they like so self aware that they're doing all of this crap on purpose yes. and they're that smart. 100%. Oh, yes. Man. I mean, the disclaimer at the beginning of the movie put me in the mindset. Like, this thought, is for fun lovers and crime fighters people and who love any the bizarre other and lovers ridiculous. we forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. You Trying go smoke grass with your friends and then you go watch yeah, totally. Batman and the movies and you Look, I don't want to know what you drafted. guys did before you watched this movie. Just what you saw on the screen, okay? <laughs> well, Jeez. as long as we can all agree that drinkers are the worst and alcohol is <laughs> the, the bane of our cultural existence. Man, we're going to lose half our audience now. <laughs> that was the one time where I was like, Sam is Robin in this. Uh, yeah, I quoted that line at some point in my notes here. But <laughs> so here we go. At the press conference, which is completely absurd, a Russian woman asks Batman to remove his mask for a photo. Nice try, lady. And... We explain to the audience how secret identities work. <laughs> so they can be ace crime fighters. Yes. Then Robin says, support your police. And Batman concurs. 100% propaganda. <laughs> or like, like her Russian name. Like They're doing that on purpose, right? Because I think that's hilarious. Yes. She has six names. They're doing that on purpose. This is subversive. All okay. the stuff about alcohol is subversive. I mean, like, yeah, drinkers do suck as a drinker. They suck. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's a joke. As a man who off-screen is uh, living quite the wild lifestyle, I'm going to, in character, tell you never to be like me. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I wondered watching this, I know we, we're not really getting into the story yet, but how much in terms of, like, okay, the propaganda lens here, 
how much of this, because this is 60s counterculture, right? And the show's flirting with those things, but it's also very much working with the police and it's law and order and All it's America, do the right thing. And this yeah. is for children. E- exactly. And, and it makes me wonder, like, with the... You know, the hippies and their grass smoking and all these peace peace and love beatniks and their weird shit. You know, like, are they painting, you know, the villains in these exceedingly wacky, unrelatable ways and then keeping the heroes all very straight laced and very, I mean, it just, it's a thing you could do for any story for contrast, right? The push and pull between these two sides, but like. Just the little things they put in there makes me kind of wonder, like, is this in any way symbolic of the establishment and the counterculture at that time? Yeah, I couldn't help but think, like, the chicken or the egg here. Like, yeah, is the this, egg, you mean is the this... perfect shape for anything? Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what, I, yeah, I wish that I would have <laughs> talked about that. Evan's head. No, <laughs> no. no. Yeah, oh, he has that line. It was the, like, that was, like, the prime example egg. of yes. the carrier of one life, of those the rid- perfect shape and container for all his riddles are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, That's, the riddles are exactly what I mean in the sense of, like, Treating the riddles as if, like, oh, obvious only answer to this nonsense is this nonsense. Yeah, yeah, and this is how those two stupid things. Like, that's the entire movie, and like what you're talking about with that, of where I feel like it is trying to play both sides, which is probably what Hollywood was doing in that era. You have a bunch of creative types, but also it's business, and they're trying to sell, and they're trying to sell to people who look at things differently. So Mm -hmm. it's like it's all of the above. That could be that they sort of want to appease the uh, the studios, throwing the money at it, and oh look, we got all these good messages, and like okay. Then we can get away with all this weird shit over yeah, here. The people uh-huh. who are turning on to the one of three channels yes. in Iowa, you want to make sure they keep watching. Yeah. And it could be said for like anything of this time, because we, now we have the benefit of being like years and years down the road and seeing how culturally they were like sneaking, you know, the government or whomever were like sneaking these things into our subconscious. I couldn't help but wonder is this born of the time or is this the time trying to get the present day to resemble this stuff by placing it in front of people uh-huh. like like art imitate life life imitate art kind yeah of like which is this yeah exactly like is the, is this because like, this is really to, how shit was people are angry at the cops right now so you need mm-hmm. to have a line at the beginning of this movie where they explicitly say Support your police. That's yeah. the important thing. Or was it like... Yeah, yeah. make the hero say it too. Yeah. 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 Is this how people think and feel or is this what you're trying to get what the you people to, to think and feel thinking? by presenting them with this stuff? I think it's both. For that same reason. Well, that was one of the <laughs> options, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're Jimmy Fallon because there's people who fucking hate Jimmy Kimmel and wish he would die because he is open about his more left-leaning liberal, politics, left, yeah. right? And then there's Jimmy Fallon, who is softball with everybody. And they toss and up Donald Trump's hair on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't mean this as a critique on him because I, I like him and I like that show. But I know that that's a big dividing line of like, here's the safe, cuddly guy. And then here's the intellectual show who's going to actually mm. challenge your thoughts a little bit. Yeah, you use know? the platform in that way instead of like just pure entertainment. Exactly. And so I think this is probably kind of the Jimmy Fallon where it's like, well, it's just a little bit everybody in here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can watch it with your grandparents, you know? All right, so Batman says that the yacht they were following was a diversion. 
and he asks which super criminals are still on the loose. As if either Gordon or Batman wouldn't be the first person to know that. Like, well, did you lock him up? No, I thought you <laughs> I locked him up. I didn't oh, lock him up. I thought you shit. locked him up. Ah, oh. fuck, that must be out. I thought she was with you. And so we introduce every villain on the TV screen. Were those clips from the show when they were all together? Or was that like just shot on a soundstage somewhere for this movie? Well, it couldn't have been because Lee Merriweather wasn't on the show. So it had to have been just for this. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're right. Yeah. Did uh, I come yeah. on too strong there? <laughs> I just uh, seeing them. Oh, what I thought was later. No! <laughs> later oh, <fuck>. I, <laughs> um, later in the movie, we were going to see a scene where they were like in a TV studio in front of those curtains. They're like, oh, okay. They used the thing <laughs> from the end at the beginning. But nope. The Russian woman, we follow her back and uh, she enters the back room behind a rowdy bar that is revealed now that she is Catwoman. There's henchmen, and inside is Penguin, Riddler, and the Joker, and they're all bickering over what went wrong. I wonder if this may have been more effective to gradually reveal the villains, because they're just kind of always all there. It would have made for a better story, but this movie isn't about that. The movie is just yeah. watching these people to the scenery. Just so like, like, here's some crazy shit. Yeah. Here's some more crazy shit. We're going to introduce them to you on this TV screen to remind you who these people are and then we're just going to see them in the next scene. Yeah. And, and it's and, already decently long without yeah, trying to a, add that in. It's like an hour and a half long. Yeah. It's an hour and 45. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Um, when <laughs> she, she, yeah. she gets into the bar which looks like a place that I would legit hang out. And <laughs> they have like she, life rafts on there. It's a very yeah, sailor bar. Fighting, Pirates yeah. punching each other. Yeah, it's so cool. She comes up the stairs. There's Goon guarding the door. And he's like... Quanchi or Poncho hey, or Cat something like Yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, Catwoman. And she's like, don't use my real name. Yeah. And I was like... I did like that wording of it. That's <laughs> like very you, Batman. Yeah, that you actually think that's you? <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a true self. It's cool. On the real yacht, the captain of the ship, Commodore Schmidtlap, is served a meal by the Joker. He is unaware, and we follow Joker as he walks out of the room, he's unaware that he is not at sea, and he's unaware that this is the Joker. He's just like, boy, you're a ghastly complexion, you bit seasick, or some shit like that, you know? And like this guy, through the movie, continues to be oblivious to everything happening around him. But, like, they walk out of this room, and there's just a guy making tugboat sounds. So and, like, <laughs> pushing like a little... Using his foot to pull the uh, the screen up and down with the ocean. Over the ocean, it. yeah, yeah. It, I'm like... Because I thought they were, at first... Because they don't show the guy, and he does that, like... Uh, and I'm like, are they making a joke? Because I didn't really... And then they move outside, and it's like, oh, there's just a dude doing that it's right the boat there. sounds... <laughs> I don't know what a Commodore does, but... It's like a high rank in the Navy. Okay, it's a but toilet, he's not, right? But he's not actually... Yes. Yeah. Can I use the Commodore, uh, Yeah, please? a Commodore. Um, <laughs> oh, right. No, I'm thinking of the video game system. That's what it is. Toilet 64. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't... Administer the Navy? Th he's not no. steering the boat. No. And I because, feel like it's a, because I would think that the first thing that he would notice is the fact that he just hasn't left the room yeah, of what he presumes is the boat. <laughs> yeah. He just has not left he the room. He just pisses in, in there time. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's high enough rank you don't concern yourself with that stuff. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, wherever he is. 
is not like, set foot on the other side of this he, door. Now that we're talking about it more, he is a character that could have just gone away. It just not been in this movie. Yeah. Also, the, were, were they saying that this is his invention? Yeah. So also, he's not he's currently like, he's in the, the navy. He's a he's, commodore scientist. He runs a whiskey business or something like that. Was it a distillery that? created this thing yeah why did that have to be the reason for a dehydration gun that's all just to get to the we have a dehydration gun yeah what does so, that have to so do their, with distillation yeah their genius way of doing it was like oh there's a, a world changing invention that's been made and it's a instant whiskey maker because they're a bunch of drunks that's why <laughs> <laughs> the a bunch worst of drugs, all the writers and everyone involved writing, in this yeah. they're like what's yeah. important alcohol what do people like alcohol okay let's talk about that let's write it yeah. in bunch of Drunks and drug addicts telling kids not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Support your cops, man. At the Bat Cave, Batman realizes that the vanishing yacht was a holographic projection from a buoy in the water. We cut to the Batmobile and then the Bat Boat while they search for the real yacht. I love the vehicles in this. Yeah. Oh, get, man. Yeah. In the first like two minutes, they give you all of them. Yeah, the yeah. copter. You know? Man, so much stuff. And not knowing what the context is. It's for, toyetic, guys. <laughs> Pre-toyetic, actually. That's, I know. In, in academia, that's what we call it. I don't know what right. that means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the context was for the character, but it's easy to look at this, like the way you look at Lego Batman, the way you specifically look at Lego Batman. He's pointing at like, me, guys. Don't, um, don't be mean to Batman. Don't, be, don't make fun of it. Stop it. But remembering that this is, what is that? 20-something years before the Batman, we know took hold in pop culture. Obviously, in comics, it had been leaning yeah. into that in the 70s and And this 80s. is pre, like, Denny O'Neill and all, mm. all that Yeah, so, and, and I would think in the 60s, comics had this kind of element, but, like, in many ways, this is not the Batman we know and, and like. But it also At is. At all, yeah. The, mm -hmm. the idea that he's ready for every situation, that he has all these gadgets, like, he it's knows played every as answer, a, no matter how It's played obscure. as a joke, but, I mean, it's all there, and it's not mm -hmm. making fun of the Batman we like, because that one didn't exist yet. Like, that in a sense, grew out of this. Well, it did and it sure. didn't because I remember reading that... People say that... <laughs> no, I do remember reading that there was some backlash or some disappointment anyway that this movie was... Or this show, rather, was so big in pop culture that it began to make the comics silly like this show. It's not the and Batman so, with guns from the 30s, which was probably dark and... Serious, yeah, yeah, yeah. serious as it could be. Mobster but stuff. From what I remember, there was a big sort of overflow into the books and that picked up a lot of new readers because that's what they associated with the character. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. But I think it also lost some people for a bit until the Neil Adams era where everything sort of gets serious again. I mean, um, it's not hard to see how it might be connected though anyways because somebody comes along and they think that this doesn't make sense and it should be the opposite of this. So born out of that silliness is like a need for the opposite. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's so people Schumacher start versus Nolan. I mean, it's, it's sort of a pendulum swing, you know, see somebody who just, watched this as a kid who then grew up to want more serious stories and create more serious stories, but still like, this is the prime like visual template yeah. for uh, the character and what the world looks like in their head. Sure. That's what I was thinking. I mean, cause what, what that would look like and it would be neat, but I don't know how they would do it is, like what the Watchmen movie looked like or what Peacemaker or Suicide Squad or even maybe the boys were like, they retain the look from the comics, but mm -hmm. it's played as a, look how fucking ridiculous these people are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. where well, what you still have flashy costumes and stuff and it yeah, seems you're like dumb. Weird, Shazam, overly violent people. Yeah, yeah, what would that would look like? What if you had a Batman story in the way that the comics can do because they 
live in that space where things aren't quite real. Yeah. If you could tell a serious, like the Robert Pattinson Batman, but everything looked like this. <laughs> Not played as a joke. Like, yeah. they, he's, colors he, were bright. He's Frank Miller beating the yeah. crap out of people, but he's wearing that blue or, costume. Or, or like what, how but we joked like about... Dick Sprang. Yeah. <laughs> we joked about with the, uh, like, you know, my love of neon in the 80s revival yeah. and driving all that stuff. Uh-huh. Like a movie like that, like a gritty, violent movie that had a lot of color and like weird style choices that were not played as a joke. Like Alex Ross, mm-hmm. you know, costume store, bat suit. Yeah, chunky man, but you know, he beats people up. Yeah. Should Maybe he just doesn't work Played by John action. Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention, because we've talked before about, let's say, uh, you mentioned Tommy Lee Jones earlier, you know how, how he sort of was like doing the Joker as Two-Face, but also copying the Riddler that's in the scene with him. And What were we uh, talking about when we were... Or when what were we we'll watching? What we we'll, okay. we'll get to that. Right. It's a surprise. But uh, this penguin speaks like the Riddler to me. He's always alliteration, always... Every one of these characters, and this was my question, having not really seen the other stuff, if I had to guess based on this movie what these characters were from the show, they are all the same guy, but they just have like, <laughs> I'm a clown, so my gags are clown-based, and I'm a penguin, so my gags are bird-based. Yeah. I like riddles, but otherwise they're all exactly the same. That's they have no different outlook true. on society or what yeah. their goal is or Batman. They're just the same guy. Well, yeah, they all work together in her- perfect harmony. Like yeah. they're, they're yeah, yeah. I mean, they they argue and whatever, but they're not like. But my real plan was to. I want to sow chaos. No, I want to steal the money. No, I just want to be smart. It's like no, they're just just yeah. bad guys who are very theatrical and like puns and poems. And yeah, they're a bunch uh, of uh, musical theater kids. Yeah. They're yeah. sad boys. Uh, yeah. from, the ba- from the wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> you know? From what we now know is a submarine, the penguin monitors the buoy through a penguin periscope. I love everything about all of this stuff. <laughs> the set design on this movie is really good. So yeah, good. it's a He activates a magnet when Batman and Robin arrive. So they climb up on the buoy. They're trying to figure out this hologram projection thing. And then they get stuck to it from their utility belt. Once stuck to the buoy, the submarine fires torpedoes. Batman uses some kind of scrambling device to throw off the torpedoes. And then the batteries die. (laughs) The batteries. Yes. And the last one makes impact, but it's off screen. It kind of cuts away. And then we see them in the bat boat escaping. And Cruising we, along. And we get this <laughs> bit of dialogue where the torpedo hit a dolphin <laughs> or something. It sacrificed itself to noble. Yeah, the ability of the almost human porpoise. <laughs> so it just happened to be passing by or something. And got, I, had to, I had to go back because I was, I was having breakfast. And I was You're like, what the t- fuck did he just say? Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> I, like, I like, looked away. Cheerios. No, it wasn't that. I was like, oh, I must have missed that. And it, I did that like two or three times because I was talking to my did girlfriend I and I was like, did I missed it shark explode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I went back and finally like really stared at the screen for that whole thing. Like, no, yeah. I didn't miss anything. They, no. It was not so shown. So that's funny. true, Robin. The noble creature gave his life for ours. I'm like, I don't think that's how it went. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just blowing up marine life right and left here. And that those dogs would fight for our entertainment. The nobility (laughs) of their sacrificing themselves for us. Delivering these lines would be... uh, I'd like to see bloopers. bloopers, Yeah, Yeah, I'd love to see bloopers from this stuff. (laughs) What the hell is this shit? What am I saying? (laughs) Batman calls Admiral Fangschlitzer. Is that right? Admiral (laughs) Fangschlitzer. Spell it. And asks if he sold any submarine warships recently. Oh, 
Again, this man has to go check. Let me put you on hold. I'm not sure. <laughs> this is one of those things that's funny to me because on one hand, they're like singing the praises of the police and stuff. But then in this... And it, he's like, you dumb bastard. Yeah, They're the yeah, biggest yeah. buffoons in you the so, world. Yeah. You sold this shit to someone without even a proper what? address? A P.O. box? <laughs> he has a fantastic line at the end of that where he goes, I didn't do anything wrong, did I? And Batman's like, well, I don't know. And he then just hangs up. And then there's just a shot of the Admiral and he's like... Gosh, and then cut. <laughs> ba- Batman has some like burn at the end of yeah. like I can't remember what it is, but he's counting on the fact that the recipient is so dumb that it won't even land. Yeah. But yeah. it's actually like a scorcher. This movie Still, just has it out for the Navy, not cops. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just somebody the has military. A though, yeah, <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. I wanted to ask Evan. I know you watch with subtitles, and I've had my air conditioner on, so I've been watching with subtitles. Uh, In this scene. The guy puts down the phone, let me check, see if we've sold any weaponized submarines recently. Uh, right? Beep boop. The caption says, tiddlywinks plinking, uh, as he's digging through <laughs> his little <laughs> file cabinet uh, or whatever. I didn't know. No, I'll go back and watch. So tiddlywinks I'll, I'll do, I'll do, yeah, I don't think I noticed. I always love for tiddlywinks plinking. Like, <laughs> such a good kick out of the way that they're like, describing music and stuff with yeah. the subtitles there's so or sounds there's so many good good little blurbs I watched a movie the other day and I was so grateful because it confused me at first it would cut then there would just be a single asterisk on the screen I'm like what the fuck and it would randomly do this anytime a scene would cut and I'm like that's when the musical cues come in I'm oh, realizing they're not describing they're like ominous music blah 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 or like uh. What's worse is when they will put the full lyrics of a song that's barely on in the background over the top of the screen. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is really distracting, guys. <laughs> and I'm trying to also read the lines that exist at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, like, this is not necessary. No, you, know, you need to understand this is an ominous cover of an 80s song. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the music is like kind of a split meaning. I appreciate them like emphasizing the vibe because sometimes I just don't know what they're shooting for. So when it's like angsty, yeah, angsty, yes. ethereal music, I'm like, okay, I got it, I got it. Well, one more in this scene, Batman is like, you sold this to P. N. Gwyn? Yeah. You sold this to P. N. Gwyn. Penguin? Really? And this underscores my previous point here that the penguin is the Riddler in this. Yeah, story. I'm like, come on, dude. I, I, and Robin is like, you fucking dolt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a hard R version of this Batman. Yeah. Just then, a rocket shoots up from the submarine and spells out two riddles in the sky. But wait, a riddle disguised as a joke. They make sure to say that out loud, and the answer is a cat. Great Scott. Special mention here to the squirrel with the machine gun, which is the answer to the yeah, riddle. Yeah, how was that the answer to, to one which of the riddles? That's, Gordon says, of course. Yeah. Every one of these is of course, and none of them are of course, they which don't is make, the point. None of, of them make they any, don't make any yeah. sense. Because the, uh, the beginning of it was the, in the sea? Sea. For Catwoman. Yes. C. Yeah. C for cat. <laughs> the logical conclusion. C. The C word. Cunt. Yeah. <laughs> it's the woman. Cunt. Catwoman. <laughs> the joke in South Park where they're making fun of Independence Day of like the, the dollar bill. George Washington on the dollar bill. And like getting to some nonsense conclusion. Making fun of that one in this. It's already being played as a farce. Like yeah. Just pulling my leg like that shark was pulling my leg. A joke. 
The Joker. Yeah. yeah. Like, just say it with confidence. I also, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> I like to entertain the self-deprecating part of me. Like, they're proposing. I like to deprecate you as well. Yeah. <laughs> that is so intelligent that that's why. It's not that it doesn't make any sense. It would make sense if I was as if smart. If I wasn't as, dumb. Yeah, if I was as smart as <laughs> Batman and Robin. No, this movie is honestly treating it the way that there are many writers who when they try and write smart characters, it's very obvious to me that the writer themselves is not smart enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. you can't, like, that's not. They're like, whatever the Wikipedia page said, that's yeah. what I'm gonna try to That would not be the here. logical conclusion to this thing you've set up. No one would just assume that that's the one possibility in these things, and your yeah. character is like, the, the best one is you're the. Like, you're right, that's the only answer it could be. Squirrel Let's with the machine gun, with ding, what, ding, ding. What if they played this as like, Batman is, oh, well that means this, right? But it's so out there that they go follow this to its conclusion. I'm like, well, that wasn't right at all. It's a, it's a real Carmen <laughs> San Diego. Why would anyone think that? Like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, and then Robin's like, well, wouldn't it mean the sea? They were out to sea. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. They're on a submarine. Yeah, that is or the... if it was also, it was like the combo of. It's your R-rated version where there's like legit stakes, like <laughs> so like a group of people are about to be <laughs> like lawnmowers. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And the, they go to the wrong place, yeah. and then like by the time they get to the right place, it's just body parts. But it <laughs> still ends with like a ah shucks. Uh, no one could have <laughs> possibly <laughs> known. <laughs> this Riddler is doing Joker shtick when we. Uh, I'm sorry. What is this line? This Riddler is doing Joker shtick when the villains plot to attack the UN or whatever they call it in this movie and kidnap Bruce Wayne. Very over the top, giggly the whole time. Catwoman goes undercover as the Russian Kitka. They took her, her long ass name and it's an acronym now. And she goes undercover to interview Bruce. She says that someone slipped a riddle under her door on Wayne stationery. She suspects the Riddler may be using his name. Bruce says, your jargon is quaint, Miss Kitka, and then hits on her. (laughs) Don't worry yourself with manly concerns, Miss. Now be an upstanding citizen and don't drink and support (laughs) your police. (laughs) But uh, do take advantage of women when they come over. Yeah, take the law into your own hands when you want. The proper moral code. Bruce magically becomes Batman on the bat pole. If you notice, he goes down as uh, yep. full oh, Adam West uh, Bruce Wayne and just appears below as you Batman. Just strike I don't, I don't, the instant costume change lever. Yes, yeah, on the yeah. way down. Every rem- time he does it, every time. Uh, each time he makes that sound, it goes, na 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 na. That's actually him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like a family that's, guy yeah, joke. That's, yeah, that's his like, theme. Say, that's what he hums to himself as he gets dressed. Uh, there's one, I don't think this is it, but there's a scene where he does the same thing. Pole comes out, but he is in the Batcave for like minutes and then goes back up. Yep. But he gets dressed every time to like, yes. oh, he has to put the clothes on just to go into the Batcave. <laughs> well, that, that's a, that was a rule in something that we read or watched where it was like, you know Bruce's rule, no costumes in the house. You know, uh, mm. you, know you don't want somebody to fucking see you through the window or some paparazzi with a telescope uh, lens. Ace the Bat Dog doesn't know Batman is Bruce Wayne, so you, <laughs> you have to wear the costume in the cave. Uh, I like, one, Gotham City, California. Two, <laughs> how this Wayne Manor, because you see it just in the very beginning. Looks like but the Playboy what this, Mansion. Yeah, but what this Wayne Manor looks like, and then just the couple interior shots, the way that it's decorated, like... It's 60s 
swanky rich or yeah. something or smoking jacket yeah with like the, the clothes that like him and him and robin are wearing in the couple scenes uh, uh call me hef <laughs> yeah yeah you like one of those like wide neck cardigans and stuff they yeah everything about the normal time style of this is cool to me yeah batman and robin decide that the idiotic riddles are a threat to kitka's life and bruce Smart. wayne must stay close to protect her wink if the Riddler shows up to make good on his threat, Batman says, I'll bash him brutally. And that is my favorite part in the movie. This is a Batman who, he does lament the loss of criminal life, but at the same time, I would imagine him curb stomping He's someone. Got a little Frank he Miller does say kill, yeah. he says the K word. He talks about killing somebody. I will kill, if you lay your hands on her, I will kill you with my hands. And I will fucking kill you. <laughs> there was, a, uh, I was just looking at my notes. I just want to go back to that scene where they, decode those nonsensical riddles yeah it ends with I, mean, I, I just i couldn't with all this shit i had to write down i couldn't bring myself to actually write out the riddles as well no yeah. it's better for if anyone is interested in watching this movie who's listening and hasn't seen it watch this movie it's a worthwhile usage of your time. it's fun he's making a face now samuel is but that scene ends with batman saying we've been given the plainest warning <laughs> and that's again. That's what I'm saying. Like this is it's known. This movie is incredibly yeah, self aware. Totally. Like, that's like that <laughs> joke on the Harley Quinn show. Where Joker's like the Riddler, the world's most indirect asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Bruce's date, Robin and Alfred repeatedly stop their surveillance from outside for fear that they'll witness them fuck. This is really amusing because first of all, Alfred is wearing a domino mask yep. behind his glasses. Which is the beginning of a trend that I love in this movie. But Just Hilarious. constantly laughing when Robin is like, um, maybe we should give them their privacy <laughs> there. I don't know. And Alfred's sort of like, yeah, okay. I changed so, your diapers, asshole. Well, he, he, and I think <laughs> I've that seen your balls. Alfred is kind of in on it the whole time, but then there's like, <laughs> I don't know, the very last time they show them having this conversation and Alfred is actually like, no, I think we should leave it off. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's been be cool great. the whole time. But there then was it, a shot of just the knob and someone reaches back and turns it back up yeah. and cuts, cuts to Alfred. And like, yeah. Or you have them pulling out of the restaurant yeah. on the oh. horse and carriage and then the Batmobile is like right behind <laughs> her on the street. With Bruce Wayne's butler wearing a domino mask. Yeah, so Robin. Awesome. Robin calls the GCPD to suggest that they shine the bat signal as a diversion. If the Riddler thinks the Batman is elsewhere, he would be inclined to go through with his attack on Kitka. Bruce goes to Kitka's penthouse and gets immediately horny. Even before that, in the carriage, she's like, keep your eyes closed so she can like kitty cat Morse code. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, because he's, he's says, daydreaming and he's like, she's daydreaming as we, about something. we approach Climax. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of double fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> if only on our mutual thick. countries could come to a more peaceful agreement, maybe we can now in this carriage come to a more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like Poison Ivy love drunk. Oh, yeah. Bruce, yeah. like. But just how he is all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Penguin and the other goons look like Wizard of Oz it's flying beautiful. monkeys coming yeah, through. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in California or maybe somewhere else in the world. There's a closet, and on the floor at the bottom of this closet are the whatever five little miniatures they strung up in front of that screen. There's a little... The little umbrellas. There's, yeah, there's one that has like a little tiny Riddler and a little tiny penguin sharing one umbrella. It's so awesome. Now, when they bust in on the penthouse, Bruce kicks their ass in plain clothes, 
but is taken in the end. This is the continuation of the domino mask. These incredibly identifiable villains. The Joker is wearing a domino mask. And Penguin is wearing a domino mask. Riddler has one, I but I, I visualize his costume with a domino Riddler mask. Riddler always has one, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Some, in this movie, he doesn't sometimes, but like... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> else, <laughs> who else <laughs> could you be? be? I wonder yeah. if that was the Joker. <laughs> we may never know. <laughs> At the lair, they can't understand why Batman hasn't showed up to save Bruce. Tied to a chair, he threatens their lives and keeps charging them to no avail. They blindfold him, and Catwoman changes back to Kitka's clothes, tie her up, and she pretends to be kidnapped as well. So they throw Bruce onto the bed with her. His face literally lands in between her tits. If you watch that scene, they push him directly into her tits. And Bruce suspects they must be listening in from outside. And so he says something that will get them to frisk him, right? They come in, they grab him. They want to pat him down for like weapons Like many or successful capitalists, I have a secret safety measure implanted in yeah. my outfit. So Yeah, and so uh, they, they untie him to do this, and then that's when he uh, bashes them brutally and uh, escapes. But I really love the fight scenes in this. They're ridiculous. How? But it's the... Zip. Well, and they, and they hold out Zap. for the lettering until the very end. Yeah. The, the big, oh, right. the big yeah, because the other fights are just fights. Yeah, and it, You're right. and it's, it's kind of cool because it's like kind of a like an so updated version head. of like good old boy fights, like a bar fight in a western or something. Yeah, like that, but where... just like a little bit better, like yeah. plus a little martial arts. Well, I think about that. Com compare that to a lot of uppercuts and yeah, a lot of blocking, a lot of, a lot of swings, forearm blocking, uh, and people counters. like slipping straight down underneath a, a hook to then come up and punch someone. Yep. Yeah, but. Compare this to all the in-suit fight scenes from Batman Begins. Like, those are masterful, and they're amazing feats of cinematography, and they're great, but, like, just watching five nerds, yeah. these actors, uh -huh. yeah, swing around and, like, get their marks and not hit each other and do this, and every now and then when you see, like, that's not Cesar Romero, that's some other guy. <laughs> <laughs> that Whatever, that's fine. Like, Good thing he has that. I was never... Even though I, I feel like you're going to get to a point where you say the length of this movie is a problem, which it is a bit. I was never bored. And I was, the pacing of this movie was just like consistently entertained, beat to beat. I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's neat looking. Okay. Then they also didn't, there's no Dutch angles in this movie. There's tons of Dutch angles. What? Anytime the uh, criminals are sitting around planning, those are always like off kilter shots. When they're just sitting around a table. I was like, isn't that kind of a hallmark of this The other scenes, series? not so much. I'm going to have to go. But they didn't do it in the fight scenes. No. I'm going to have to go. Because they, they like play a lot of this stuff like really flat. Yeah. Because they do embellish it though on the TV show, if I remember right. Oh, it's all over the place that's on the TV show. The, the one that sticks out in my head is when they're planning. The four of them are in like the upstairs bar room and they're planning whatever their next move is. I'm going to have to go The camera's back. just totally off angle. Hmm. Later, the penguin tries his new dehydration laser thingy and disintegrates his henchmen into dust. This I is imagine the first childhood memory I have of this, oh. of the two visual things of oh. penguin disintegrating those guys. No context for it, so I just imagine he was murdering those five guys for some yeah. reason. Yeah, laser beams. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's very uh, keen to note, like, 
you know, be very, very, very careful scooping up the dust. He's like, all these men have families. They, oh, they all like, have mothers. Mothers. Funny. <laughs> right. Um, but I imagine... As she's clearly dumping much of that dust oh, on yeah. Yeah, it's doing a really bad job. <laughs> she's in like a snow cone paper cup and like 20% of it's falling out on the ground. That's that guy's heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he won't need that vital. That was a kneecap. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to comment. I imagine this was pretty advanced effects at the time yeah the lasery flashing thing and they disappear and and replace it with it. i'm like there's a couple shots in the movie it'll be like penguin's got to swing his umbrella hit this guy and then don't move and now get out of the frame and then we're gonna cut you know and do these little tricks that again you have nothing at your disposal back then mm-hmm. and they're making the most of it I, that, and i love that we've talked about it many times in the show but like cg is amazing and has opened the doors for some visual things that we would never get otherwise. Yeah. But there's none of that, like, gee whiz. That was cool. Yeah. It was a fun way. You just imagine, like, people having fun putting these things together. Yeah. Like, oh, that 60-year-old man who's been in film for whatever gets to do this stupid thing where Robin kicks him in the head, <laughs> and then they stop, and then he runs off screen, yeah. and then they yeah. <laughs> turn the camera back on. And Batman and Robin climb the side of a building, because you just have to have one of these shots. Discussing why no one has spotted these colorful villains if they all convene at one spot. Batman says, they're delusional drunks. These are low people. (laughs) Yeah, and Robin replies that he'd rather be dead than not be able to trust his own eyes, which that's what Evan was saying is me. And I was like, yes, this is the core of one of the things I've never understood about why that's fun. Drinking? Yeah. It makes you... Stop thinking about your things that you were thinking about before. That's why. It affects you in a, a physical way that can be very relaxing and pleasant. Yeah. That, that thing you were worrying about, bad. you're not worrying about right now. Mm. And then you keep going, and then you have a bunch more things to worry about. And you know what else does that? Batman. Yeah. No one in here is going to notice us. They're too busy consumed with their infantile fantasies of vigilante justice. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. lowest of people. I would never want to live in anything readers. other than this reality. It's like a, a Magic the Gathering fucking, you know, a bunch of tables out there and people are laser focused <laughs> yeah. on their fucking, their D&D or whatever. And they're like, look at these idiots so consumed by their drugs. <laughs> Prison fodder, all of them. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah bitches. Here they're talking about all these like all-American, proper, moral things, you know, cops, but don't drink. And I also know this to be the time Sponsored where like by Bud. Yeah, yeah, but like this is the this is the like also the I've seen things where uh, somebody gets an injury and they're like get them some brandy. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like or they baby's crying. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like why are why are you doing this? I'm sure Bruce Wayne and Kiko were drinking wine or whatever. In their place. It's like it's oh, a yeah. classy sort of thing. So that's all right. That's not what we're talking about when we're Just talking about Just not these daytime, not poor people, hard day yeah, losers. Yeah. Drinking their misery away. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, this is a, rich it's people. a classist thing. Batman climbs inside and finds uh, an old fashioned Looney Tunes bomb with a lit fuse. Yeah. This is and the second childhood memory. Yes, this is the famous can't get rid of a bomb scene. Any thoughts here? We all know this part, I think. Again, just another fantastic self-aware that he keeps running into the two nuns and the woman walking the baby and the band. Like yeah. He runs to a different part of the pier and those three groups of people are there again. He in pauses the, and waits yeah. for people and takes the real skinny route where he has to like, squeeze by. In the behind-the-scenes documentary, they talked about how the script was, no matter where he turned, that's where the band was. That's funny. And that the director came up with the other other gags of like the... The baby geese in the water and like all these little things. And I thought, you know what? 
that's kind of a joke that they're still using if you think about like the beginning of the flash with the babies flying out the window and it's like this one's got acid falling and this Here's one's got all the scalpels yeah. and you know this one's between two big desks you know <laughs> it's kind of the same sort of a joke penguin shows up dressed as commodore schmidtlap i will say they got a lot of play out of that one doc set yeah. oh yeah much of the movie takes place on that one pier where there's like a restaurant i guess and mm-hmm when they go back to it later, when he looks in the window to see the bomb, the window is still broken. They're like, yeah, we'll just, I guess the window is still broken from when he jumped out earlier in the movie. So. Well, that's <laughs> and the, the one dude got, he, 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 he said yeah, the trap. Yeah, about he that. said yeah. the trap. exploding octopus outside yeah. or whatever. Oh my God. Why, what was yeah. the, He's going to jump in right here and it'll <laughs> catapult him outside into the explosion. Oh, like, you could, just blow him up here. You I say, can you say there was a mine out there? You, an exploding octopus? Was but the they way never you, show. Yeah. I love all of that. Oh, yeah. Me too. Penguin shows up as Commodore Schmidtlap in disguise, and Batman and Robin instantly look at him and say, you're not fooling anyone, Penguin. <laughs> it's a terrible disguise. And he's like, not, <clears throat> not me. <clears throat> you know. We'll test your fingerprints. And they, He's got plastic on his fingerprints? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just went to the doctor. He's, <laughs> he's John Doe. He cuts <laughs> off his fingerprints. I just watched... Seven. Rocky 1 and 2 for the first times. First time, wow. Yeah, and so I didn't realize that Meredith Burgess is Mick. So connecting those two of them, like, you're a bum, you're never going to do it, kid. And then, and then seeing that there made me just appreciate him so much more. Of like, I haven't seen that in like 15 years. The, I think the only things I've ever seen him in are this Rocky now, which I'd seen like that character in clips or whatever, but never actually seen his performance in the movie. The old, old man in Grumpy Old Men Mm. And Penguin. Mm. So not realizing those are three I'll, characters of the same Jack guy. I've watched movies lately. I, I wondered if I wanted to watch Grumpy It's Old good. Man. He's great. And just like seeing, oh, that's Mick. I think they gave him a prosthetic nose. That's the one thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe like a fat suit because I don't think he was that, that large of a fellow. But what a great performance. Uh, here they take the Penguin away to the Batcave, which is his plan. I'm going to show up with this shitty disguise and they'll take me to the cave. Why wouldn't they just take him to the cops and arrest him? That's what I don't get. But he takes... You can't do that. That's unethical. You need to test him to see if he's the penguin. You need to kidnap him. (laughs) He takes his dehydrated henchmen, dust, packets, whatever, as uh, just add water, hot cocoa pouches. Fun dip. And he takes (laughs) them to the Batcave water fountain. He's like, it's clearly marked. Yeah. Everything is. And it's always, whatever the machine that they're about to use is always right there. It's yeah. always right there right next convenient. to the car. Well labeled. Because there's only like one third of a Batcave set. And so they can't ever walk over to another machine. It's always. And like you stupid idiots watching today. this movie wouldn't assume that the machine Robin walked over and started turning knobs on was the one they just referenced. Yeah. So you do need a big sign on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How am I going to know he's twisting the right knobs? Everything is on casters. That's what they Yeah. So it's, it's practical. That, I mean, they must have had so much fun whoever's job it was to build those things. Oh, just like right. I mean, oh, that, toggle switches and knobs and LED lights. <laughs> that that cave is iconic. Yeah. Let's acknowledge that. I love Did they have the, LEDs uh, in the 60s? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Colored lights. Maybe that's what I meant to yeah. say. Yeah. I, I love... Um, uh, lights of color. Lights of color. Oh my God. And just like in um, the Death Star, like the part of me yeah. that grew up while some physical things existed, like I've used a typewriter. 
and every sensory thing about the click that. click and the clack of yeah, the plastic. Or like and... actual keyboards, mm. you know, keyboard buttons that stick up half mm. of an inch and, you, and they make a sound. So a bat cave where you have knobs and clicky buttons and just like the Death Star, you know, the guys are in there like powering up the thing yeah. and they're hitting cool illuminated buttons. Yeah. The submarine set had the same feel to me, just seeing the wall of lights going on and off and yeah, the Riddler's and all like, the things. Bruh. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, that's something I always liked about the Burton interior shots, whether it's the Batmobile or the Batwing, mm. that he's always flipping switches and turning dials and doing yeah. like physical shit. In yeah, there. like a machine that is not made for consumers. This is a thing that some kind of like genius inventor put together and yeah. you need to constantly be rotating this knob and adjusting uh, this and but the, it's not the just it's not centigrade. It's not Jarvis though, is what I'm saying. You know, it's not just like bat computer, do the blah blah blah. You yeah. know, it's like flick, they flick, say flick, that flick, and then you know? someone walks over and hits some switches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if it's this part or later on, but Batman has Robin hit the buttons to um start the sequence of whatever and he's just it's a long clip actually it's like 10 seconds it's the of navigational him. bat aid computer yeah it is so, <laughs> like put, it is so, it, yeah it's so dumb it's the opposite of like now you would you'd show it from the person's face so like whatever they from the keyboard yeah, yeah. so whatever they quickly slapped it would look nonsense. yeah it would look impressive <laughs> but it's his side and so him just like fingering all these buttons and looks they, ridiculous but it's like a choice because someone could have been like wait can we do that again but like maybe Try a little more harder. intentional. Like, make it no. look like nah, dog. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they had it in the editing bay, and they're like, "It just doesn't look like this is more fun." This yeah, is perfect. Exactly. So Penguin uses the water fountain to rehydrate his henchmen. They all appear, and then immediately disappear with each punch. So they are one punch and then gone. And Robin is like, "So where did they go? What happened?" And Batman's like, "They were reduced to." Antimatter. What? And, and Robin is like, so they won't be coming back? Not and in this universe. This, yeah, there's this solemn moment of like, I guess we've all learned a thing or two about playing with the rules of nature here or something like that, you know? So out of I, uh, left field. I thought they were just dust before. Why can't they just be dust again? Another antimatter. Nope, they're yeah. dead. Yeah. Well, and that's funny because they just had the line about all of them are somebody's child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now they're dead. Like they're, before Penguin they were, cared more about them than Batman did. Yeah, I, that's true. The, the villains were like, be careful, and they just punched them into nothingness. Kudos to the writing. I mean, that's like... <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like this is part of this scene is just to attempt to give the end some stakes mm. of like, so looks what happens with the dust if you're not careful. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't care about any of these people that are dust because sure. it's a risky situation. That's true. Yeah, they had to test it on someone that you hadn't even met yet that didn't matter. I liked the thought that this is actually the beginning of like the multiverse <laughs> stuff. <laughs> because that's because Batman's line is like, no, Robin, not in this universe. And like, man, this is either like a And then it cuts away. A stupid awesome setup for like either a gag or a Barry sequel. Allen's house, five henchmen just show like, yeah, up. Yeah, first murder his credit mom. scene ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those fuckers. Those guys are, are playing poker in hell. They're in the phantom zone with Zod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they drive Penguin back to the city, each popping a pill in the front seat while Penguin is passed out in the back seat. When the car stalls, Penguin gasses them both, and they pretend to pass out. We think that they're knocked out. Pick a side, Batman. <laughs> he says one side, oh, which go. I appreciated because 
mall rats. One side, Red. Penguin gasses them. They pass out. He gets in the Batmobile and drives away, which doesn't make sense because it wasn't working a second ago. Wouldn't the Batmobile be like a trucker's truck where it has like a complicated series of levers and switches? Yeah, to, yeah. Nobody can get this thing running yeah, but me. You just turn the key and go. But yeah. anyway, it's so a car. Penguin drives away in it, and then they both immediately stand up like, ha-ha, now we can follow him. And they walk over to a bush and <laughs> get on the bat cycle and start tailing him, which... Loosely uh, covered with some branches and leaves. Again, and so conspicuous, per- but then... Perfectly placed. So did he just intentionally, he like pretended the car wouldn't yeah, drive? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he was and just hitting the brakes because Penguin right, was like sleeping. Right yeah. there. He has like yeah. a button that makes a boom sound. And- yeah. Right, he's, yeah, he's just like... like <laughs> He's just like fucking the clutch. Like, oh, yeah. look, this is going to be expensive, but uh, worth it. Like he didn't kick him in the face when he was on the ground or anything like that. Or <laughs> run yeah, over a leg. Like, back over him. <laughs> uh, this motorcycle is also awesome. Every vehicle in this, it gave me that feeling yeah. of the Batcave and Lego Batman of like, I just want all of these things. You just yeah. slap, that's just a stupid looking helicopter, but you slap the bat symbol and some <laughs> stupid wings on it. I'm like, that's cool. I love <laughs> that's really oh, cool. That's, that's another shot that I thought was tight in the very beginning. The, uh, like the helicopter takeoff, they pull up in the car and just the car at an angle in the foreground, but helicopters are impressive by themselves, but you, a lot of times you're just seeing like a, it's traveling a straight line wow. or something yeah. like that. But the fact that it, pulls up and then like does a 180 and then like takes off in the shot and then the car is still sitting there like it's so cool it is cool and as ridiculous as the helicopter is i love that whole old-timey bubble dome yeah. cockpit like it's so funny. the car is me? the best version <laughs> the car is the best version of that and the motorcycle is pretty cool too the yeah. the helicopter probably for practical reasons just had to look like what it looked like yeah and then they attached stuff to it sure but like if you think of what the whole idea of looking like a bat or having bat-looking stuff like the Batwing, it's supposed to strike fear into the hearts of people coming by. Yeah, they didn't really do that yet. Not in sunny California. Oh, so you just were letting people know it was Batman on the way, not to scare you, but like, oh, that's the Yeah, so the bikini girls can holler. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Penguin rides away. They follow in the uh, bat cycle and then the bat copter, as you mentioned. Now, from the submarine, Riddler sees the copter and shoots them out of the sky. Batman and Robin luckily land safely at a foam rubber store? Again. With a big display no, in the parking lot for them that, to land on? Because it could have been that, but the writers chose to go even further. It's the rubber wholesalers convention. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All the rubber wholesalers got together to show off the new rubber they were making in a giant it's pile. An outside <laughs> demo. Yeah. Because um, nothing's better than a hot <laughs> rubber. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get too far, they are on the cycle and they pull up to the helicopter and the motorcycle has a sidecar. And just at the very last second, he's like, disengage the sidecar. Disengage or go-kart. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it just goes, boop. And I thought it was going to lead to something, but all he did was just break him off so that he could be on his <laughs> side of the helicopter. It, just, it was like seconds. It's just seconds before they got to the helicopter. You could have on the same side. I you could have ran that. quicker than that. Yeah. And the other thing I liked about the whole rubber pile thing was having just watched a pile of used rubbers yeah having just watched lego batman and his propensity to make stuff about him and take the credit for it yes he has this line about like what luck and he says i did think i spotted it out of the corner of my eye yeah. <laughs> you spotted this rubber like what the fuck man like so just, just claiming everything like, that wasn't a coincidence aimed at it and yeah, saved yeah. us so yes like, i put what, some what an strings to get accident. this convention booked on this <laughs> yeah. particular day 
They wanted to do it in the hotel lobby. I said no. Nah, yes, nah, nah. yes. Bruce Wayne only looks at rubber outside. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to work on his stand. A new riddle is written in the sky and leads them to the UN building. The rogues walk in undetected. While the, they took the abandoned elevator. Yeah, it was the elevator. Right. From well, the submarine dock, while the, which is there. Super convenient. <laughs> while the diplomats all yell at each other and over each other. Which reminded me of the beginning of Naked Gun, of the, the very stereotypical delegates. So, you know, this guy's from Africa. Yeah. He's from the USSR. I was yawning. That's why my voice sounded weird when it said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shalom. Shalom. Peace. Yeah. It reminds me of being on this podcast. <laughs> oh, because I'm Japanese. Sam's Jewish. You're yeah. a commie. Joker dissolves each of them with the dehydrator weapon, which somehow does not interrupt the arguing until the last one is gone. It's commentary so on the state of politics. Yeah. <laughs> so true today. Like, the right guy I'm yelling at disappeared, but I'm so blinded with rage that I cannot stop. Shift my eyes to yeah. the other opponent. On the submarine, the Security Council members are in a rack of test tubes. All is colorful powder. Catwoman says they should ask for a $1 billion ransom from each country. $9 billion is unbelievable now. Also yeah. for a, I mean. Let alone in the 60s. It's pretty badass. Pre-inflation. Like UN delegate. I know they're, they're important, but they're not. They're yeah. not the leader of a country. Uh, yeah, I mean, and think about like Dr. Evil, right? Yeah, Came yeah. from the 60s and he's like $1 million, right? Yeah. So I'm. And, and it was always like millionaire Bruce Wayne back then. So like, yeah. I'm very confused by this number. Yeah, Catwoman's a... Go for the gusto. That's yeah. very hopeful of this movie She'll to be like... She'll negotiate down to a million. Need, yeah. But that's Just, what I'll settle with. We don't well, negotiate we, with... Well, okay, well, we started... We have to save these delegates. <laughs> these delegates are worth a billion dollars each because if they're here, they will negotiate peace. Yeah. Next year or two, mm. we'll have world peace. That's There you go. Uh, the Riddler relays the message for the ransom and they're like... Now don't make it dumb. Just say the billion <laughs> and just fucking so they know don't what give we're any asking clues for. or anything. Mm -hmm. like. But like they tell him like three times, like seriously, don't do. And like I'm waiting for Penguin to just be like, you know what? I'll I'll write it. The bat boat approaches and evades all their defensive missiles and torpedoes. Instead, Robin blasts them from. So they're on the top of the water in the bat boat, submarines below, and they're circling, and Robin just keeps shooting them with this thing. I don't really understand what it is, but they're trying to lure Direct them to the energy surface. energy weapon, maybe? Do they say yeah. that in this movie? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to bugger up their... Uh... The demented inventive energy weapon? <laughs> Coming soon. But anyway, he's shooting them with this thing. It's rocking the submarine and they're, they're going, this will provoke them to come to the surface, right? So we can... By threatening to kill them. <laughs> throw down in fisticuffs. Another self-awareness thing. First thing you go to is like, that's dumb. The vials of... Uh, it's clearly like some guy's hand just out of frame because yeah, you can never I, see the edge of well, it. Well, you know, like, it's so hazardous. That, that's... Granted, they don't know what the setup is like in the submarine. Put it in the a fact phone that it's just sitting on the suitcase. Yeah, the fact that yes. it's just sitting out on a table. But it's so funny because they keep coming back to it, and then by the like at the, the end, people, it's like it's people like, are flying all yeah. over the place. Better but that than things the, just rocking back and forth. As good or better than any Star Trek. Everybody go to the right. Everybody go to the left. Uh -huh. And bang. Okay, now react. They're like, they're it's so funny. It's and it's like the people knew that I would be thinking about the vials, and so they. 
keep showing it and then by the time you get to the end We're of it it's, it's like it's like physics. yeah it's yeah. touching it's touching the table on both it's, ends and still not yeah. falling it's over. like 90 degrees over but yeah, doesn't tip it, off it doesn't matter batman fights with catwoman's cat in his hand when they get to the surface Heck-y. this is uh, go hecate he scratched their eyes and then there's water on all sides i'm just like this cat cannot be having a good time i just thought that cat is the best actor in the world so well trained of just like yes yeah i mean they say they credit one cat so i don't know if there was just one cat (laughs) or that's like a old school movie like there's six hecates or hecates but there's multiple scenes where people are running with the cat jumping with the cat things are happening the cat's just like okay what if that was like devo's great grandpa or something (laughs) yeah there you go so there's a big fist fight. Everyone's getting knocked off the submarine. Catwoman runs back inside. In this shot, I'm compelled to wonder, Batman and Robin are climbing back on while she is standing right there. She could easily kick them in the face. But instead chooses to run down the hatch. Anyway, she does this, climbs down the ladder, and has the most obvious trip and fall because that's what they wrote that I've ever seen in my life. And then... Because that's what a lady does. And then her (laughs) mask comes off. So Batman and Robin catch up to her and it's Kitka. And then Robin is like, but that means... And Batman's like, quiet. This would be revealing. Yeah, I can't Whatever you were about to say. How he words it, but yeah, he's like, don't say that I'm Bruce Wayne in front of this (laughs) villain or she'll find out that I am Bruce Wayne. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but, and the whole like addressing his sadness in the moment and the way That's he true. says it because yeah, it's so, it's so like, funny where he's like it's just one of those things of yeah being Robin's like oh hero. my yeah, yeah. god <laughs> Batman, the day in the life of a crime holy fighter. heartbreak Batman. my love was never real yeah. that seems excessive that shouldn't be part of it that's an unfortunate coincidence that's all is it the SNL SNL had the skit with the, like the cat lasers yes, yes. yeah, laser okay. cats, yeah. yeah. I actually kind of thought when Bruce was meeting with her, that he was going to figure it out during that. And then once they were kidnapped and they're like tied up on the bed together and he's still talking to her, I'm like, he's got to know now. And then when he beats up everybody and he gets away and he's like, where's Kitka? I'm like, they're really not going to make him figure it out. And then when they do the big reveal at the end, I was like, you make him so smart the rest no, of the yeah, time. Yeah. You make him a supreme autist. That's why he's solving these complete non sequitur <laughs> riddles, but he doesn't go like, oh, that's that lady. That's that right. lady. Oh, she's lying to me. Yeah, yeah that I can't detect. The, the world's smartest man, except <laughs> Under- for when it comes to vagina. Social cues, well, yeah. other humans. The blood yeah. was down in his, uh, you know. Penis? After the oh, we've co- had a little penetration into this <laughs> situation. Yeah. Of- Reaching a climax. <laughs> oh, man, he talks so intensely. Jeff Goldblum stole Adam West's <laughs> oh, shtick. Man. Yeah, there's like, a, you, there's like this, the holy trinity of like Adam West, Little William Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But if you like, if you don't look at the screen and you just listen, you could just picture Jeff Goldblum, not just the way he's talking, but his voice. Like they're, hmm. West is not a Jewish name, but maybe he's also like a New York Jew or something. And so start a campaign, could be hashtag. A... Jeff Goldblum as the throwback Batman in the new Batman <laughs> the movie new that's Adam coming West. out in the no, Gun No, no, I meant like, you know, to take him down, re- gather the pitchforks, you know? Like oh, because you, you, you stole uh, this, oh, this guy's whole thing, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. if you come at the beloved Jeff Goldblum, I'm sure you get a lot of support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way that all these people... Conan well, O'Brien would personally kill you, actually. <laughs> uh, it's It's mostly... It's just the villains and 
Batman and Robin, everybody else talks pretty normally, but these are the kinds of people that if I talk to him in real life, I'd be like really put off by. Like oh, your, yeah. your, <laughs> inti- your intensity regarding everything would make me so mad. <laughs> no, hush. Yeah. I'm thinking for a moment. Wait. What could it be? I have to go to the bathroom. Don't Why interrupt you? <laughs> Can we just talk for a second, man? Uh, it's just me. Off. It's just me. Come on. Right here. Again, the people I give the most credit to are the villains and Adam West. Their performances, like anytime Adam Fuck West you, would Bert say Ward. those, yeah, he's just yeah. whatever. He's not. He's good at punching his own fist. This he, is like Barbie. He's just Ken. He's just Robin. Basically, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have the skill, or he didn't get the direction to hit the material right. But those people I mentioned do. Like when Adam West is saying those lines, whatever, like made up science thing. And part of me is like, there's no way this actor knows what any of this stuff means that he's saying. Oh, he does not give a shit. He's saying it so convincingly yeah, yeah. with the right gravity and like, it's just, he's doing an, a wonderful job. The, and the villains as well. The way that everything is like said in a way as if his voice is looking off screen <laughs> like and having like a really smart contemplative moment. That's like exactly. Yeah, there's like, it's not about. like pompous, it's just detached or it's, uh, yeah it's yeah, like it's, detached. it's incredibly it's intelligent uh, yeah he's like Sherlock Holmes mm. after the Coast Guard is called the Commodore emerges from his cabin and immediately knocks over all the test tubes Pratt falls into it and then sneezes on it scattering <laughs> the dust all over the place <laughs> Batman Robin sort the human dust piles in the Batcave with a, as you were mentioning, the labeled machine, super molecular dust separator. Because I'm sure he had one of those already. Glad we made that last week. Yeah. And here, Robin sounds like a Batman villain, asking if maybe they should tamper with them first. <laughs> I couldn't believe, and Batman immediately was like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, but like, I, didn't not, we just talk about this in the cave? Don't us, play with the rules like, of mortals. nature. He's like, what if we just changed them a little bit? You know, for the sake of world peace. He's like, this is how you get man back, goddammit. No. I thought it was funny because it was one of those instances where, like, I have a thought and then they address it. Yeah. And because in my mind, well, 50. Mix them together. Yeah, yeah. 50% of me was like, no, I've seen the thing. It would be disgusting. You know, you just have this, like, six-person, 12-armed sludge monster. Uh, So it wouldn't look good. World peace. Yeah, yeah. They want to make us all the same. the world the Democrats want us to live in. But But I... I did think like, well, yeah, you could you could achieve unity by putting them all together. That would have been an awesome like cliffhanger for a sequel, though. Yeah. They just blend them all together and like, what the heck? And then this like shadow, the camera goes up and they're like, Whoa. oh my god. <laughs> um, and then, what, and then the whole next movie is why the uh, the melting pot is a bad idea, and we need to keep Christian values. <laughs> yeah. At the UN building, Batman and Robin rehydrate the security council in their original chairs. They used a soft water this time, because there was some explanation earlier that like the water the penguin used was for lube. Yeah, he, it, he didn't know, thing, yeah, he you know, didn't know that that was a hard water station. Right. Hey, and that's why the Montgomery, I need you, can you like uh, just quickly throw together like maybe like a beaker or something with a hose faucet onto it? Oh. We just need something for this last scene. Maybe attach it to this Dude. post and we'll put it up He's, there. He says something. Um, he's, oh, I should have written it down. But they they have the thing. It's got the water jug. The, they're standing at the water cooler and the Batman on one side and Robin on the other side. 
Robin has like a, just a limp hose in his hand, but Batman has this awesome line about like having like a silent, reverent moment. And I'm just like, the image is the opposite <laughs> of uh, like, uh, like what you're trying to pitch is these like two just men this in these ridiculous costumes, s- yeah, one holding a garden hose. Yeah, just like the intensity of this moment. The seriousness of what yeah, he's saying. Yeah, and the consequences of that. fail. Yeah, yeah. and like rubber hose. Like, dude, you, these writers are the smartest people I've ever seen. <laughs> these guys must just be cracking up watching yeah, the dailies. Yeah, it's so and- hilarious. But anyway, the water thing was because of the whole antimatter issue where they hit the goons and they disappeared. It's so, heavy water. Yeah, yeah, what they don't want is to rehydrate these guys and then one of them bumps their knee and he dies. So once back to life, all the uh, delegates continue screaming at each other, unaware that anything has happened to them, except the German is speaking Hebrew and the Israeli is speaking French and so on. They're all totally fucked up and Batman is like, well... Our job is done. <laughs> also, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, before I'm sure they notice. it's fine. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. He does say something about let's sneak out before they notice. Yes. Like then, with the room of a dozen guys, are they going to see you two hop out a window? Clearly that they're distracted the by what's happening in front of them. That yeah. makes sense. But then when he says that, they walk right in front of everyone <laughs> in between the excuse delegates me, speaking the wrong languages me, and all the Go cops to the there. window. Look out the window. Look back into the room at the table. Nah. Open it in unison. <laughs> yeah. Slowly lower your ropes and then climb down outside again on a bright sunny day. Uh, the end? The living end? Question mark? Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, is that where the fucking band name got the name? Let's, it's got to be funny, by the way. I just got to say, for anyone who's older than us listening to this, who's like, you guys are fucking idiots. Because we're always like, maybe just back in the day, that's how they, uh, you know, and like, you fucking guys reading way too far into this. <laughs> it's possible, but that the burden of existing in the future. Yeah. And being incredibly intelligent. You know, I, both those things I can relate to. <laughs> yeah. Because I exist past this both, point. Yeah, and yeah. At this point. You just and, nail, and just I'm incredibly right intelligent. on the head. You're right. Thank you. This is the second case of the, the Batman Lego thing. Yeah. And head. And my note says, Batman bungles rehydration, still <laughs> spins it in a way that makes him look good. Quote, single greatest service ever performed. <laughs> yeah, he really pats he himself the on the back. If we can't do And recognizes this. simultaneously, oh, we really did that wrong. Yeah. But it's like, no. But nobody's in, ever done anything better than that. He's not in any way deterred. Yeah, yeah. Because he says that if, if we can't do it. I mean, not to, he says not to speak immodestly, but yeah, if yeah, we yeah. can't do uh-huh. this, who can Exactly. And so it's basically like, oh, yes, we can't. Also. Nobody, else, <laughs> nobody else could have done it better. So I'm just going to say close <laughs> enough. When these people get back home to their families. Quick um, boy, out the window with me. I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> the president is like Dr. Claw in this. <laughs> is he supposed to be, is Lyndon Johnson the president in 1966? He sounds like, he sounds um, like, like George Bush senior. Like a Texan, which I think is. <laughs> and he's off screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, he's, he's like Dr. Claw. Okay, Dr. Claw. Yeah, gadget. That's what you meant? Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, okay, you're like, yeah, you yeah. don't see him. It's the chair behind the back. And he's the got a kitty. Hey, boys, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> also, why does he have the megaphone to the world? <laughs> why are they the watching this on a, privileges. Well, why are they watching this on a press conference? You know, that's just weird to be broadcasting this to everyone. Yeah. Was yeah. they watch this with bated the breath whether Batman yeah. fails this? And there's like massive crowds gathered to see if that one politician that we don't really know. Yeah. Like, who, I'm sorry, who is the fucking. Um, 
ambassador oh. to China? Yeah, you couldn't tell you. Well, I want to know what that stock footage is from. Is that from some kind of post-war thing or from some movie about yeah, a war? Uh, yeah, I wonder like that the too. Only... Of like, is this pulled from something else, or do they actually shoot this? No, that seemed way I, I too expensive. So. Yeah, the two things that seem like they came from something are the rockets flying and this, like the, the parade where they're foreigners. Yeah, they're cheering. they're throwing the stuff out the window mm. from the balconies. That all seems like it came from something. Foreigners, listen to you. Ugh. They're different, and I don't like that. <laughs> it's not hard to understand. There's one big thing that I don't like about any of them. Okay. They're all different. <laughs> They're all different. So, are there any Easter eggs? Well, and, I mean, sort of, but the. <laughs> it's weird. It was like, what's an Easter egg and what's just like a. Did you see that? The well, one in, that, lot, in something like this, it'd probably be a reverse Easter egg because, you know, it's like. Yeah. Well, what are they mentioned in the things that, that other people have done since? Like you I mentioned the Flash sort of joke with the mm. babies and, you know. Yeah. You can't have, like, Easter eggs when you're the first one. Yeah, they'd be like, remember that comic from World War II? Yeah, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, that, that strip right, in the newspaper. the Easter eggs lost on us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I bet somebody watching it was like, oh, shit. Well, no, Ben got that guy on the roof, yeah. The uh, Yeah, Jack Lillian, that's basically an Easter egg. Because what stood out to me is, one, he's buff, and he's wearing the thing that Jack Lillian always wore, which was like a unicolor uniform like short sleeve mm. like he's a trapeze artist or something i'm not quite mm. sure what that is but is like an auto mechanic jumpsuit but like crisp yeah, and yeah. i bet he boxed but, like he was doing curls yeah, you know yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll sucker punch you feller get out of my face <laughs> if you want to throw down in fisticuffs fine i've got jack johnson and tom o'leary waiting for you right here <laughs> of the many many like just wonderful things in the background in their layer above the bar there is a file cabinet that says um metallic confetti and it's <laughs> oriented by color so there's like orange and yellow and green just that's awesome for when the joker needs his metallic confetti yes. he got it all already sorted out yeah. color because god forbid you have a matte color confetti that would just not be nearly as funny undercut the moment yeah mm. yeah pros mm, everything i said the pacing i mean i was never except as we talked about it i do think well, I'll save it for the cons, but like for the most part, the pacing is just relentless. I was never bored. It looks wonderful. The colors, the way it's shot. I, I, I like this because everything that I was going to say as kind of a joke like I do when I think it'll make Sam mad <laughs> is the stuff that you're saying in seriousness. Yeah, I just love it. It was like fun to watch. I mean, I, the way those actors, particularly the villains, played their characters. Like each one of them has their, their different animal sounds or sounds they make re relating to who they are because the, the Meredith Burgess bird sounds are the best. Uh -huh. But Catwoman's always making cat sounds and there's one scene where Catwoman and Riddler and maybe Joker and then Quanch or whatever, Quinch, the one pirate guy, they're all looking in the shared periscope together and Catwoman's looking in there and she's going like, oh. meow, meow. And then it's just a shot of him like going... Turns and stares. He's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's so funny. <laughs> and then he's, uh, he's just in the background for the rest of it. He doesn't even come back, but that's the guy she slaps at the beginning. He just, they, you get oh, a shot funny. of him on the like, flying umbrella as if he was an uh, integral part of this yeah. rogues gallery. Yeah. <laughs> that's the head goon. That's funny. I like Squinch. what Evan pointed out here, though, that with, with every troll, there's also a guy out there who is not being facetious who actually did drink this Kool-Aid. And so this is a very... Uh, benign version of that. Well, I'm the Kool-Aid drinker in this instance. Yes. No, no, but it's yes. not that I don't We're, agree. I just, I'll go but like you're saying it as a provocateur. Yes, in this I'm, case. yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to, to... Also, I don't think that's reasonable. You don't know what those Heaven's Gate people experienced on their end. <laughs> Maybe they did go to their space asteroid or whatever and they had to leave their bodies by 
poisoning themselves with the Kool-Aid. I think it was all a conspiracy from uh, big science because they needed some more uh, bodies to uh, experiment on. The Heaven's Gate conspiracy? Yeah, exactly. Oh. And so they disseminated the information, and that's how it all happened. They're like Jim Jones was a puppet. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, big science. Yeah, yeah. So it's the government, you know. Whatever you picture when I say the government, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Unrelated note. Here's a word like from our Lyndon sponsor. Johnson, Joe Biden, they conspired and they made this happen. Yeah. Whoa. LBJ? Yeah. JB? Yeah, you know what the B stands for. It's Biden. Lyndon Biden Johnson. Holy It's not shit. Larry Blowjob? It hasn't been our president? <laughs> Is that Larry the Cable Guy's new persona? Larry Blowjob. Taking a different tack. <laughs> he can't do blue collar comedy tours anymore, so he's doing porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would still work, actually, the cable guy. Do the old-fashioned playing playing cable? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pros for me, I was going to say, I, I liked the duality of Catwoman's character. I liked that they played her as someone who's... Um, I like that costume. <laughs> you know what I... I do like the costume design on the show, and particularly, we talked about it a little bit, but the Batmobile being so iconic. The cave. But yeah, set design... I do appreciate all of the time and effort that went into that. That's pretty much the end of my prose. Uh, the music, you know, the music's cool. Yeah. Cons. No cons. Wow. I mean, the story is like non-existent. It's just a vehicle to get from one fun set piece to another with some goofy thing. And because of that, the whole last section, like after they get the vials in the submarine from Catwoman and then the Commodore knocks him over. That should have been the end. I know they couldn't end it like that with him killing the <laughs> ambassador. <laughs> but they should the have end. come up with some have way fun, to have that scene be the end. Like they don't knock him over. They save him or whatever. But like the last 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, it would have minutes, been just as easy to, again, cut that character entirely. Or it falls out while the submarine is getting rocked around. Or they rehydrate know. them right there or something like that. They just get the gun. But the yeah, last yeah. 10, 15 minutes... In a movie that is like consequenceless, there's no stakes at any point. Yeah, I really didn't care about them like doing the science to figure out how to get them back in that hole. Everything after Which that, is was what you love to see. Boring. Usually, usually they did yeah. wear lab coats and big Dexter gloves, and they had their COVID masks on. They were like, I time. appreciate the work, but the whole end of it is is unnecessary and really drags. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. In my cons is that. At no point did I care what was happening. It's too easy for me to look away from the screen when the writing isn't there. And Uh that's what gets me. Like, I felt the story was really convoluted. It's constantly like, oh, well, then this insane thing means we go over there. And then this crazy thing means we go over there. It's like like four episodes of the show glued together for no reason. Yeah, but it's just sort of this wild goose chase that doesn't, it never makes any sense I guess, I mean, nowadays we're so spoiled with movies that have these elaborate plans that we get to watch unfold and all this stuff, but it just... They had books with good stories in the 60s also, though. And not just that, but the fucking dialogue. Anything out of anyone's mouth was so stupid. Like, Penguin was the example I gave earlier, but just, like, nobody talked like... Show me footage of anyone else talking like these people. They they were using real words. The shit was just... Man, it's killing me. Don't blame your lack of vocabulary on this movie. That's one thing I won't stand for. 
If there's anything that I'm known for, it's having a poor vocabulary. Yeah. And the thing to the stuff, and then, you know, I felt bad. And then good. To counter your pro about pacing. You can't do that. That's not how this system is set up. I could have appreciated it more if it were like a 90-minute cut. I think already that's more than three episodes of a TV show that's mm. cut down to 22 minutes. It's like because the shit is so all over the place, if they just simplify it a little bit, like I'd be watching a scene and be like, you know, I'm kind of bought in for a second. And then like, but that, like, can you just not take every single thing past the point of fucking like farce? You want like the Snyder cut of Batman 66. No, where it's twice as long? Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> but much darker. No, I don't think so. It Eyes just, are getting popped out of heads. Like, People are I have fuck left and right. an appreciation for this, you know, sentimentality from being a kid or whatever. And I know that the Batman we know and love today as a pop culture icon would not be possible without this show and this movie. It's just... Even when I'm trying to like it, <laughs> they just make it hard. You know, they just make it hard. So, yeah, I feel like I would enjoy it more if it was a little more trimmed. So I started it last night and watched most of it, and I was like, I'll save the end because I bet you the end's good. To watch the whole thing again this morning, and the end was the worst part. But oh, you watched the rest of it again? I watched the entire movie again yeah. this morning. Okay. It was a really great thing to have on the, in the background while doing something else. Because I would just be kind of like, you know, browse my phone or doing something and then like catch something and then look at the screen for a little bit and go like, oh, that's weird. That's funny. Or what did they say? Or just a lot of that. Like for lonely people, if you want something playing in your house, <laughs> I can't recommend anything better than this. It's simultaneously something that I can easily space out and look away. But then also it's so ridiculous that you do constantly look back at it. Yeah. So <laughs> I can't fully get bought in, but I can't fully tune it out if, either. If I was like a cool hipster with a bar or a coffee shop or like a used thing you store. You just have the 60s TV show on the background Yeah, I'd be playing all the time. All the time. Yeah. Among, I, there'd be two other things. I'll get back to you what those are. But this That'd would be, be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I picked up my phone once. While That's watching, impressive. Yeah. yeah. I didn't the second time, but I'd resign myself to probably watching it again. So. I, I, I mean, I'm having to take notes the entire time, so like, yeah, it's in too. my hand yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, I did take my scene. notes on this, but I, I didn't. No, I know what you mean. One of the things I really liked about this too was just Amber and I and Riley are like laying on the couch together. That's your, your four-year-old child. Yeah. yeah. Um, he won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, my six-pound, thirteen-year-old. <laughs> are you feeding him? He has a birth defect. Yeah, it felt like Saturday morning cartoons to me, mm. and feeling, feeling felt really good. Yeah, I'm with you. One. Easter egg that I sort of... I was like, like damn, you're giving it a one? I was what? about to say yeah. Yeah, despite all of that. I have to be true to my scale and the way it. I treat these things. Yeah. These, these creative endeavors that these people pour their heart and time and money into, and this is a Cost dog shit. This hundreds is, of thousands of dollars. Yeah, people remember this with fondness. <laughs> the, some people, it's probably one of the few fond things of their childhood. This is garbage. This is shit. Um, read a book, you true fucking to morons. Yourself. No, yes. One reverse Easter egg that I, from the very beginning... The intro where the spotlight's chasing the trench coat man reminded me of the animated series. Oh, totally. Mm. Where it's like hitting him and then he runs and then it follows him and then goes there. Yeah, you're like, right. Put me yeah, there the immediately. Bank robbers. Yeah. yeah. It made me think of Sin City with the like absolute just, black and white sure. and mm -hmm. then just the color treatment. Not that anything is ever solid color in Sin City, but the contrast with a portion of color. Yeah. Ratings? Five. Wow. 
Wow. I should have seen that coming, but still, I'm going to say it a third time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think I give it a three. Honestly, when you said ratings without even thinking, that was like the number that just popped into my head. I didn't think about it before. I want to give it a higher rating than that because it was fun, but it's probably just a three. I believe that's probably the fairest rating. To me, it's a two. I was literally looking at IMDb last night. It was like, should I just push it up a little higher to give it some... And and Ange reaches over and tries to just push the submit button on my phone. She's like, just do it, you piece of shit. Because I'm fucking, you know, I feel bad. The one thing you have in this life bad. is your honesty. So feel, be honest. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do believe that. But Yeah, can yeah. you stop pulling punches for once in your life and tell yeah. people what you actually think? Yeah, it's a two for me. It has things about it that I like, but uh, it is just packed full of things I don't like. You know, as a kid, I might have felt just like Evan right now. And, it, you know, it was so much fun. <laughs> Nothing. So, so I'm not implying anything. <laughs> as, a, as a child in the body of an adult, like Evan. Yeah, yeah. Would, if I was uh, an adult with a child's mind. I'm, intellectual capacity. <laughs> like my friend over here. I mean, look around this room. Not at all the shit that's everywhere, but at all the Batman this stuff. This is the room of a child. It still is. Yeah. Yes. No slide on that. But... At this, if he was age, someone who did not, not have the mental baggage that you do, yeah, this is just not person. the type of thing that I look for. I wouldn't have watched it for any reason other than this. Yeah, but it sounds like you're glad you did and, and yeah, it rewatched fun. it. It was fun too. So that's good. Now comes the twist, because if there's any reason that you have played this shit around your kids this fucking far. This is your fault, but I'm telling you now is the time to turn it off. Abort them. <laughs> I think that's just called murder. They're, oh. they're grown <laughs> They exist children. already. I'm not a lawyer, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. Not my field of expertise. Okay, so I finished watching the movie, and I was immediately like, I know that in a drawer <laughs> in the file cabinet, I have the Batman 66 porn parody. came out in 2010. So I would have been 25, I think. and uh, 13 years ago. Yeah, yeah. What I remembered about it is that it was basically no worse than the, the thing that they were making fun of. Right? You're a that's, son of a bitch. No, that's this is just cruel. a foggy memory of like, okay. if they were going to do a porn parody of the Christopher Nolan movies, it would be impossible, right? <laughs> it would be impossible for the production value to match that, right? Uh, yes. But I remembered watching this in my 20s Having not rewatched the original series since childhood and going, this is fucking right on. This is, yeah, this is actually kind of perfect. Like, what else could you take that's that self aware, stupid, and do a porn parody that's. Well, all the other stuff they did in this yeah. era, which was like a Star Trek one, they did a lot of like 60s stuff that had very iconic visuals and bright visuals. Because that's, to your point, I think you're a fucking moron. The performances in this. Batman 66 are Shakespearean. Agreed. But look, I don't want to say that they're doing a bad job. They're going for a thing that isn't for me. Yes. Because when we watch Lee Merriweather go back and forth between the two sides of her character, I like that. And obviously Cesar Romero was the blueprint for Nicholson. And like, I, I totally get it. My point about that is that the perfect example of how what they are doing is extremely skilled and hard to do is it's then watching it to this. these porn people trying to do it, which is like bad actors being like, well, it's just bad acting that I'm doing. So yeah, yeah. no, it's not. It's a over-the-top, ridiculous thing, but it's like 
on purpose. It takes skill to do that and not have it look like you're a porn actor. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. <And> so, <laughs> so I watched this yesterday, and I got through. It's fucking longer than the movie, so I watched like an hour and fifteen minutes or something. But and I, you know, fast forward at times because it just it it goes on and on. Yeah. Um, get to the but, point already, porn movie. <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, I had to go and do some things, and so I didn't get to finish it. But when the guys came over today, I was like, wait a second. I think there's a very short version in the bonus features that's just the acting scenes, and we should watch it. So we watched the 25-minute cut before doing this episode today, and now we can mini-review that. (laughs) Sam was like, you guys want to take your pants off and watch this together, or what? (laughs) No, I'll do that after you leave. But I've gone this far without seeing a naked body, and so I'm glad you showed me this version. Yeah, I I didn't want to corrupt you. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sucks for your girlfriend, though. That We turned the lights off. I just put the bag over my head. So <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Um, no, it would be like that Curb Your Enthusiasm where he's like... Through the sheet? I, yeah, I thought you had to cut a hole in the sheet. <laughs> but I will say, despite how there's a clear difference between the acting ability of those actual like skilled and storied actors who are in the movie we watched versus these point actors, if you took a, a still shot of this movie. Yeah, the production design is great. It's there, it's on, and it's like true to it. Like it looks great. And even just some of the shots of like the Commissioner Gordon and this sitting in front of the bookcase with the phone in the foreground. Yes. Like that dude. That's the, great. That's really, when that's they, really good. When they pulled focus on the phone from his face like that, I was like, man, they didn't do that in the sixties. Yeah. Like that was a good shot though. The point of that movie was so people could jerk off. Yes. Yes. But I feel like the most but skilled also to laugh. Yeah, to have fun. Yeah, just to be entertained. But yeah. I mean, like, the, it seemed like the most skill in that was whoever was doing like the directing and the cinematography, because the shots, like the. Which, what you were for the about, record, it's an Axel Braun film. I only know of this, so I don't know what. Other, but I think he did a long line of these parodies, mm-hmm. and this was like one of the first ones. I think. I think it was fun for everyone involved because they got to be more like, more of a show, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, and. The costumes are fucking awesome. I mentioned it's when we were watching it, it's kind of funny that everyone has like a an X or a triple X instead of their Bat logo or the Robin logo, but for some reason Lexi Bell has the triple X on her belt and gets the Bat logo on her chest anyway. Actually, yeah, that's one of the only things missing from this movie is Barbara Gordon wasn't mm-hmm. in it because that is one of the most significant contributions of the 66 show. Is it the later seasons or? Is, I'm not sure. Did she I, not exist at the time of this movie? I don't know. But taking the Batgirl character, recreating her as the daughter of Commissioner Gordon was unique to that show. Mm-hmm. And so like huge, huge influence from that, right? That's cool. And so then when we watch the porn parody version and Barbara and Dick Grayson bone, that's something that they're doing in comics now but yeah when you watch it it's like the music the fucking set designs like it definitely feels a lot like it and some of the angles and funky shit i will say that whoever played robin was especially on brand and a couple of the characters like i mean i thought catwoman was pretty good but then you see the ones that are really bad like the joker and riddler who i was like you know i think they should have cast them as like the opposite roles or something Mm -hmm. that was just insane I don't mean to denigrate the acting skills of these people. I just mean, but maybe I will. I don't know. But in the 1966 movie, they were good actors. They acted well. In this porn movie we watched together, the three of us, with our clothes (laughs) off, (laughs) they are not. With the lights fully on. They are of varying skill, none of them approaching the skill of these veteran actors in this movie. 
Yeah, I think with even a little more editing, it it, it could have been um, even more convincing. Like the Gordon stuff, I thought was really good, but they let it hang too long mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But also, that's how the show was. It's not quick cuts, and yeah. it's not a bunch of multicam. Maybe if you stuff. got these same people together in the same production crew and said, like, let's do a Batman parody. Well, they're all much older now, just so you know. No, 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 no. But it's been <laughs> then of like, and it's not porn, but oh, we're going to do oh, it. Like, got it, got maybe it, it would have been better because obviously mean, they're serving two masters in the production of this thing. I think I mentioned at the time, at least this cut from the special features without the fucking, it just feels like a fan film. It reminded me you of know? that one we watched that had the great production value and the kind of oh, up with and Kevin down Porter, Batman. Yeah. It just it reminded yeah. me of that. Yeah. That's, I forgot we didn't do that on the show because I didn't want to be negative on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, everyone likes this, and I just don't want to burst their bubble. But no, that's no, that's the perfect... I mean, it, it is, because it's just not that... You know, it's, it's that guy, because the director played the Joker in uh-huh. that thing. It was like, oh, boy, you should have cast somebody for this. Well, you're watching the porn parody version, and you're like, yeah, somebody did, kind of like you're saying, just go... Oh, you just go wild and loud and yeah. wacky. Yeah, I can yeah, do sure. that. Sure. And they practice it in the mirror a few times. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got, got it. it. Right? I'm as good as that. Yeah. Or I'm not, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't also, matter until I take my dick out. Yeah. It's, it's also weird to be pulling it's the from real a star of the show. like a question mark. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like the pool of talent that you're pulling from is totally different. So the challenge of like... I need to cast this film, but I'm using these adult film stars. So I guess yeah. out of all these people who are known for something else, who's who going to be yeah. who's going to be I my mean, the Joker? The guy did an okay Adam West. No, yeah, he yeah. did good. Yeah, 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 it wasn't bad. There's definitely like a range and skill. Yeah, and he was up there. I think it was Alexis Texas who was like the the, bar the girl at the bar who was, was kind of the the seductress. I thought she was okay. She's better than the fiance girlfriend one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one thing the movie does well is with the exception of the terrible Joker, it sort of, as it goes along and introduces characters, they kind of get less bad as they go. I won't say better, but they kind of get less bad sure. as it goes on. They're playing 4D chess like this is Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I love that in the beginning of that... 3D chess is not 4D chess. He's like, it's rudimentary. You only have to think 16 steps ahead, right? Uh-huh. But then when Alfred comes in, Bruce is like... Can't you see I'm trying to concentrate, motherfucker? (laughs) Anyway, I just had to um, (laughs) include that because I thought it was funny. That is our throwback, episode 66. Hey, anyone who's listening, thanks for listening. Anyone who's been listening, thanks for still listening. And check out the Batman 66 porn parody. (laughs) By Axel Braun. (laughs) Starring Lexi Bell as Batgirl. Tori Black as Catwoman. And I didn't get the dude's names. Evan Stone as the Riddler. That's yeah, one I Evan recognize. I've watched enough pornography to recognize him. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know the rest of it. <laughs> who's, who's Batman? Yeah, I don't. Oh, wait. I have the case. I have the case right here. It is starring Dale DeBone and James <laughs> Dean. That's so awesome. James Dean. Okay, he was Robin. He was a good Robin. Uh, also starring, I mentioned Tori Black, Lexi Bell, Alexis Texas, Kimberly Kane, Andy Sandemus, and Siren Sexton with Randy Spears, Evan Stone, and a special appearance 
It says by Ron Jeremy. We saw him as they're doing the wall climbing scene. He sticks his head out the window. I will say that both James Dean and Ron Jeremy have had like serious allegations of sexual assault and things like that. Yeah, but Ron Jeremy has. I, I knew that one. So watching this, I was like, wow, this is like watching a real Hollywood movie. I'm <laughs> 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 like, having to think about well, this terrible yeah, you real don't life. See thing. him a lot. Well, anymore. Yeah. Sick burn. So yeah, that is the as it says on the cover, the most anticipated triple X parody of the year. Yeah, I think I have mentioned that on the show, and so it, it felt good to finally dust it off and check it out. I think to quote, dust that off among other things that you had to dust <laughs> off. <laughs> Your DVD uh, player is what I'm talking about because oh, yeah. now oh, you've yeah. upgraded to a. No, I put it in oh. my 4K player and it upscaled. Oh, actually, it did occur to me as I was watching it that. The Blu-ray conversion of the 60s film mm. next to the DVD rendering of the 2000s parody didn't look wildly off. That's one know. of my favorite things about a great transfer from an older movie is because you you forget that it's older. All those things of like yeah. when you're watching like an old transfer on VHS, you're like, this looks old. Yeah. Where now you see it and you're like, you can imagine now that that's a person there with you, what they look like when they were young, not like... Sure. I think it's easy to imagine the past as a black and white something. Or super grainy. Or yeah, like, you know, like, over that's just, you know, like it's hard to remember that people in the past were living lives just like this and it was yeah. full of color. They just couldn't capture it like that. They didn't talk like the characters in this movie. Talk. Sure. They talked like normal people. Well, well, like I, I just watched The Aviator with Scorsese where it's the Howard Hughes movie and they would intentionally shoot scenes, like the stuff they did in the 30s, they would shoot it in black and white and then they would recolor it afterwards so it has that weird Wizard uh, of Oz kind of uh -oh. effect to uh -huh. it, you know? And so, like, it is really interesting to just watch a good restoration of something from before totally. your time. I really like a Hitchcock film, maybe. Sure. And because it looks so good, like you're saying, it's easy to forget that it's old, but then you just have the little reminders of, like, here's all these classic cars... Yeah. People don't dress like that. Even some of the stylistic and choices. Goes, yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're a knucklehead. But uh, that's what I like to do because then you appreciate the- I don't know if you're the, a Tom uh, Foolery. Insert racial slur oh, here. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was appropriate. For, what, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're Woman right. belongs that, uh, in the kitchen. But some of, then you appreciate the stylistic choices too as you yeah. appreciate them on their own merits versus like, oh, this is a thing from a movie from the 40s or the 50s or something versus right. like, they just chose to do that. Does it work? Does it not work? And sort yeah. of working in spite of your available technology, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they're having to be very clever to The uh, miniature submarine innovate. in this was wonderful. I oh, love man, that Oh, man, the flippers. <laughs> yeah. I wondered about I'm like, this has got to be a miniature. How are they getting those flippers going? Is there a wind-up? Is there somebody inside you that know, thing? Like, you know the atomic bomb was already invented years before this movie came out, right? I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, <laughs> so and I get all my history from TV <laughs> from and movies. Nolan. So, yeah. yeah. A small motor. Hey, Christopher Nolan is an expert on time and therefore history. <laughs> I did watch Inception last night. And so. did you watch Tenet too to get the full Christopher Nolan time? I don't like that movie, actually. That's the only movie of his I just didn't enjoy. Did you watch it backwards? <laughs> it's actually on YouTube now for <laughs> free, backwards. No. Not a joke. I have watched, if you unlock the code on the special edition Memento? Memento DVD, you can watch that movie in chronological order, and it sucks. I believe it. Yeah. I saw yeah. Pulp Fiction in order once. Same kind of thing. Well, no, no, it was, re it was the reverse because it was actually like this movie could probably just be in order and it would yeah. still be good. Yeah. I think that one would work either way because it's all kind of vignettes that intersect in ways, but like the 
crux of Memento is that the character doesn't know what's going on, so you don't know what's going on. Uh-huh. You yeah. know? So if you just follow the whole thing start to finish, just you're like, that kind of man, this guy's story. an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, watch porn, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink. Watch Support porn, don't drink. All right, that is our show. Thank you for listening. And if you don't get what I meant at the top of the episode, that the porn parody ties into Adam West's real life. Trust me, we are not being inappropriate by bringing this up. The man was uh, famously a bit of a womanizer, told stories of groupies in his trailer at 7, 8 in the morning. Uh, Him and Frank Gorshin, the Riddler, famously got kicked out of an orgy. Look it up. It's fucking crazy. That said, I mentioned on the last episode, I've got an eBay store. You can get signed comics and prints action figures, statues, you name it from my bat collection. It's in our Instagram bio. Click that link. We will return to you with DC Black Label, Catwoman, Lonely City.